mark the end of one era and mark the beginning of another. T-E-T-C. The end times continue. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the End Times Continue recording on this, the 20th of August. I am Dino, and you are? And I am Mace. Man, it's been, yes, yes, welcome back, everybody. It's been an absolute um, fucking nightmare, dude. I know every episode (laughs) for the last three weeks has started with, it's goddamn hot, but it is goddamn Uh hot. (laughs) Yeah, uh, it is crazy. There's, um, like... The, the amount of like heat waves just all over the place, and like especially like from what I've seen that down south is just excruciating. It like is. there's so many places on fire, and it's it's kind of nuts. I mean, that ha- you know, ha- fires happen every summer, but you know, it's really hot. It really is. Um, speaking of fires happen every summer, did you see the people? There was a there was a uh, this. I saw this the other day. We talked about it, um, uh, and it 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 th- it throws me every time I see it, but. People who were talking about like uh, like the wildfires and stuff uh, as as if this were an uncommon occurrence, oh, especially right. in yeah. North America. It's like you pull up you pull up that that map of wildfires and stuff, and it looks like that every time there's a really dry summer. It it looks like that. I mean, I've seen right. it like that at yeah. least a few times in my life. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe even, oh, yeah, maybe yeah. even more often. Yeah. But the number of people uh, who are just like, it's the space lasers! I'm like, uh... <laughs> the good, the ye olde space laser, lasers back at it again. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's always just, it's always funny to me because I, it feels like, you know, a lot of times when I see something like cross the, uh, like the news feed or discourse or people's comment, I guess commentary about the news, uh, it, it always strikes me as, as the person who just started paying attention, yes, right? yes, it's like, oh, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> it's like, oh wow, this thing is happening. I wonder why that is. Well, you know, it's like they learn about something for the first time, but if in their mind they think this is the first time something has happened like this. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is the first time that this that that there has ever been an event. Yes. <laughs> ever. Um, the events start when I start acknowledging them. That's when <laughs> events start. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it really is the adventures of the guy who just started paying attention. Um, yeah. Trust me, they're not. There's no space lasers doing wildfires. I don't. I don't. Qui bono? Not anyone really. Right. right. And they don't. They don't need that for climate change agenda uh, 2030 whatever shit because they're already doing that. Right. It's, it's not like, necessary man, for need... it. Also, also, yeah, why is space lasers? You can literally go light a match and you'll have a match. Like, you oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like, Absolutely. Like, I, it's always so funny. Like, if you had a space laser, I don't know, I feel like it would be used for something cooler than just some, a wildfire in the summer. I don't know. I will say, I did see the, the tweet that I saw this stuff on. It did poorly explain one of the things. It was like, it, they say that this fire started, it was a photo, it was a, uh, not a photograph, a, a video of one of these, one of these fires. And it was the, they, they said it was, it was started by a spark from a locomotive or from a train, they said. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and that's what caused all this. And there were people in the things, like, a spark from a train. If you have a train, if you have a, a, a locomotive that burns dirty. And you have mm-hmm. a bunch of carbon buildup in the stack. They will throw embers. 
Not it's not sparks yes. like sparks from the wheels from the steel rubbing together. Right. It's it's right, embers right. from the stack, and they will actively throw yeah. embers. That's why you have a firefighter seat in the uh, in the locomotive. One of the reasons that you have a what, what's called a firefighter seat in the locomotive is that you would have a firefighter there. And there have been uh, a few times uh, where uh, <laughs> when I was a kid, my dad came home smelling like brisket. Because he had to fight a fire that they started on the side of the road during a dry summer because one of the oh, locomotives yeah. threw an ember. Um, yeah. So this kind of thing happens all the time. Uh, that's not right. that's not a weird exclama- uh, explanation for this. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, that sort of thing is not at all uncommon. Kind of similar to, you yeah. know, the derailment story, right? When I'm talking about, like, derailments are very common. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I think for yeah. a lot of people, right, like... It's almost like, you know, uh, you could reach a point where it's like uh, baby's first conspiracy theory where, like, they, you find out you've been lied to. And then there's yes. a knee-jerk reaction to think that everything else is a lie that you've ever been told as well type of type of deal, right? So if, then, if in, uh, someone in a, an authority position or something says something, uh, there's a good reason to be skeptical of it. Yes. But that doesn't necessarily mean you should inherently think that. Oh well, this is obviously uh, this is obviously some conspiracy yeah. theory. It may be now. It may be, uh, but that doesn't mean you should immediately assume every single time. Yeah, that it's not definitive. Sometimes a fire is just a fire. Sometimes it th- like that happens. It's yes, just, it just happens. Exactly, and and that's one of the things too that I think people. Um, and it's it also it's just like that when people aren't super familiar with the with the with the topic it's like a spark from a train it's like yeah but what you're thinking of isn't what's being described it's an ember from the actual right. exhaust stack on the locomotive not not a spark mm-hmm. from the wheel um right and then so it it's one of those things that that is uh if you if you're familiar with how common that kind of thing is the ex- the explanation it's, it makes perfect sense but if you're but not also- it sounds but wild. also even then yeah also even then though it's very easy to start a fire in very dry like very dry oh, areas yeah. in the summer so, like, you know what i mean so, sometimes those freak accidents do happen yes uh, they do so it's it's not yeah absolutely um okay so you uh downloaded and installed Baldur's gate how long did you play it <laughs> <laughs> I did. So I, I, I only played for like, so I, was, I spent about an hour and a half in character creation. Um, <laughs> I played for probably another 45 minutes to an hour. I actually had some people in voice chat, some uh, some people actually like make a character for me. And that was an experience. Uh, I, oh, I really? let them decide. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I'll, I'll use that character for a playthrough probably, and I'll probably make another, like, do another playthrough. But I wanted to have it so it's like some people, some uh, like uh, people I play games with a lot. Would uh, they were there to help make the character, and it was it was very funny. Uh, it, it was great. I, uh, I I started a multiplayer playthrough with uh, with a friend of mine with 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 a friend of ours. We played with him. Uh, played yeah. other games with him. Um, I, I started a multiplayer playthrough with him, and I I held us up getting started because I'm I'm like that too. I'll, I'll spend forty five minutes in character creation just just yeah for for the fun of it. I really enjoy the, yeah. the you know dress up games. I guess yeah. um, I could make a character and then just delete it if I'd still enjoy making the character. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Even if it doesn't get any use. Yeah. Well, I said it on a, on an earlier episode, but I, I downloaded Soul Calibur six not because I like Soul Calibur. I'm not particularly good at it, and yeah. I. I I haven't even really played the game, but the character creator's awesome. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I grabbed it on a sale, and I was like, I just want to mess with the character creator. Yeah. Um. Okay, so what did you think about what you played so far? 
Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Um, some of the controls on uh, on mouse and keyboard were a little bit unintuitive to me, so I had to get uh, uh, do that. But I've all, I also didn't spend too much time like um, um, like key binding anything. So maybe there's a certain like key bind that would probably be a little bit better for me. Uh, yes, but, but overall, I very much enjoyed it. It's it's one of the things that I find it's 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 a very because it's turn based. It's a very mm-hmm. mouse focused game. Like you oh, don't yeah. like you can you can get through it just clicking like because there's not really a rotation like you have in like a real time um, combat RPG right where you have a ro- an ability rotation and stuff there's there's really none of that it's it's very very clicky <laughs> oh yeah yeah um which isn't bad it's just the style of game that it is no yeah. um for sure yeah so you played through to um the ruins in the first area right. Yes. Yes. Yep. Did, did you yep. finish My the ruins? Is, uh, no, I'm in there right now. Okay. That's where I left off. I saved and left off there. Yeah, I made a I made a tiefling druid. Oh, a tiefling druid. Very nice. Yep. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm running through there. Going. That's going to be pretty cool. That will be cool. Um, there is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna, I'm not, I'm not going to spoil anything about the ruins but there's you're going to come across an area and be like shit. Um <laughs> uh, All right, well I'm glad you're enjoying it. Did you um Yeah. One of the things that I thought was really good about the early game is that the ruins are right there. You have your first dungeon right there. Um yeah, yeah. to go into if you want to. And then you also have um at the beginning of the game the thing that we were replaying the beginning of it in a multiplayer session, and the thing that it kind of got recontextualized for me a few things because of the way that, for example, the interaction with us at the beginning on the ship, the mm-hmm. the brain, um, yeah. th- like teaching the player that um, you can, y- there are different ways to handle these situations, and that they are dependent upon your checks. I didn't realize that that was so well tutorialized by that interaction. Mm-hmm. But it really is very well tutorialized. Oh, because yeah, there's can, different multiple ways to reach your, like, where you want to, what you want to happen, many different paths. You can exactly, take. exactly. I thought, the, I'm, having played the beginning of the game again, I'm, I'm very impressed with it. It's, it's yeah. super good. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. I, I'm gonna, I'm sure I'm gonna spend like hundreds of hours uh, in that game, <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. Let me look at my, let me look at Steam or this. Uh, okay, I show 55 hours in the game right now, oh, and there yeah, are that's, people. That's awesome. There are people who have way more than I do, and I'm in. Oh, yeah. I'm at like the first third of Act Two. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so you can, wild, you right? can do you can spend a lot of time in the game. Yeah, yeah. Um all right, so was there anything else sort of introductory you wanted to get to or do you want to talk about the first thing we have here? Uh I think I'm I think I'm good with that, yeah. Alright. Um Yeah. So I, I will actually, you know what, let's talk, you want to talk about the DeSantis thing, get that out of the way real quick. I do want to talk about the DeSantis thing so much. Okay. Uh, so you, it's hard to describe. We can't really play this. And it's not an, it's not an audio thing. It's more of a visual thing. Yes. The look on DeSantis's face when he's being like interviewed by someone here. 
Um, he looks like a man who is just dead inside. He does. Uh, he he looks like he's had an existential crisis. It's like you've woken up from a coma from after three years. You went to Taco Bell and you realized they discontinued the cheesy fiesta potatoes and that God is not real. And then that's your life now. It's that is the, that is the look of a man. That is a look of a man who has just lost all hope. Yes, there's a video. There's a video up of Ron DeSantis. He's being interviewed, and, and the actual language of the interview is not what's particularly important. Um, it's his facial expressions during the. Somebody described it as yes. Homelander ticks. Yes, and it, after they said that, I couldn't unsee it. Right uh, after after that way that was described, he's got this this crazy. Um, psychopathic smile that he gives the interviewer when he knows a mm-hmm. uh, probably a tough question or this is a this is a question about other people's campaigns and, and the way that they're being handled and stuff like that um mm-hmm. and he's he has this psychopathic smile and then he grinds his teeth yes <laughs> like like it's it is a, it, and it's not reaching his eyes nothing's reaching his eyes mm-hmm. no He's he looks you described it perfectly. He looks absolutely dead. Um Yeah. I, I just don't I I mean, look, I haven't seen much from him aside from nobody gives a shit anymore. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yep. I think I mean it's Jover for him now. Yeah, a hundred percent. Uh, and honestly, you love to see it. <laughs> it's like, oh, I yeah. think it's always funny when, like, you know, the person who people think is going to be like, oh, this is the head, this is the front runner for sure, uh, gets demolished early on. Oh, yeah. It's, it's really just hilarious, right? It's, it's great. Well, he ran uh, out of steam. <laughs> honestly, I don't know why he was campaigning so early. <laughs> right. Like, it, it kind of seems like that hurt him because. He was campaigning so early on before it anyone It felt like else. he was the only one. Yeah, yeah. Any, before anyone else. Yeah, just... It, exactly. Yeah. And now it's like, ugh, never mind. Like, everybody, like, he started doing that. He was campaigning way too early. And then all the Disney stuff started happening. And yes. It's like everybody was like, fucking clown, get out of here. Like, nobody took him seriously yeah. after that. That's the thing. I had people trying to tell me that no, no, no. These cultural war issues are much bigger. They're much more important to the average person than you think they are. And um, even if that is true, that they're more important than I think they are, I don't think that they're important enough for the average person to think no. that. Oh, that this that's like if you're campaigning on cultural war issues, it just look. Even if you care about, even if you're someone who just cares about the culture war and you think it's a serious thing, the idea that you're spending that. Much much time and prioritization on the culture war when things like the economy are present it just seems out of tune it seems out of touch right it is like, it's incredibly uh, out of touch yes yeah you're 100 right when when people are concerned when people are concerned about the chinese yuan when people are concerned about the fact that the dollar is is Fuck, it's collapsing. It's actively collapsing in front of our eyes. When right. people are concerned about shit like that, they're not fucking concerned about suing Disney. And that's one of the things that Ron DeSantis <laughs> did so fucking wrong is he decided to sue or to uh, to take away. It was he took away Disney's um, status in the state of Florida, gave them a bunch of uh, a bunch of uh, of um, um, 
privileges as a company operating, especially uh, Disney. Is it land that's in Florida? I can't remember. Um, World? I can't remember mm-hmm. which one. But it gave them a I bunch of special Disney land in Florida. Yes, it gave them uh, it gave them a bunch of special privileges, and he revoked that, and then they sued, and then it's like, okay, so you just got the state of Florida locked in a lawsuit with the largest entertainment corporation on the planet, right? Right, and also if worst case, uh, if it worst case becomes worst case, uh, imagine if they pulled out. Imagine if Disney pulled out of Florida, right? Yeah. Uh, like, that would be very bad economically the economy for the state of Florida. The of the Orlando area. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> I do think, I do think this. I haven't really seen the Republicans sort of spinning up any real campaigns, aside from DeSantis, mm-hmm. who is falling apart, who has fallen apart. Um, yeah. I do think that Bird had the right idea with the mayor of Miami. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think it, it's often usually when you think you know, okay, well, there's no one left. The Republicans and Democrats have no one left on the bench anymore to actually fill uh, to be a front runner. Uh, it always is usually the people who come out of nowhere that kind of do yep. that, right? They surprise yep. you. Like Trump was like that in 2016, right? Trump was um, like that. Obama was like that before Trump. him. Um, yeah. The last one that we got that right. was like someone that you could definitely see was Bush. Um, right. Yeah. And then, but but after that, it's been Obama who was a dark horse sort of candidate. It's been mm-hmm. um, Trump who was who nobody expected to have the popularity that he had. Right. And then Biden, yep. who uh, the 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 Democrats had to actively make other campaigns fall apart to form the centrist Voltron that got Joe Biden elected. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Thanks to uh, thanks to Justin Robert Young for centrist Voltron. That was a that was his <laughs> that was that was the way that he had described it. That's and a it good stuck that's with a me good ever phrase. Since. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. Um, oh man, yeah. But so I, 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 the DeSantis thing is fucking over, and I'm interested to see what yeah. happens uh, with right. the Republican yeah. moving forward. Yeah, and uh, Trump has been indicted 3,269 times, so yeah, yeah who knows uh, what's going to happen. Yeah, uh, who knows what's going to happen with that. Uh, but Trump did say he's not going to be doing the Republican primary debate. Uh, yeah, it's a, it would be a bad one. idea to put yourself um, on a stage where your whole point there is to take questions. Um, right. And you're <laughs> under, I think he's got four indictments against him now. He's got New York, Georgia. Yeah. Um, New York, Georgia, and I think two federal ones. It might just be the one federal one. I can't remember now. Um, no, it's two federal ones. It's one for the documents, and it's one for January 6th. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not for January 6th. It's being described that way. It's for the actions that his campaign and his staff and his friends took in response to the election. It, it's, it does mm-hmm. nothing okay. to do with January 6th. Not really. But um, that's those are kind of... The, those are the, the four indictments... I I certainly hope I'm not missing one, but he's under those four right now. And it'll be, it, it, there's no way you go up on stage and be like, I'll, I'll take your questions. Right. And, and to me, it's like, it's completely understandable and rational why he would not want to do that. But now I have no interest in watching them. Like I will just oh, yeah. so we can talk about them. Uh, but man, it's, it's going to be like, I, I don't, I, I, like Trump at least made the uh them fun. They he made him funny when he was yeah. like trashing all the other Republicans. But now it's just like man, this uh this is going to be boring. Yep. <laughs> it's going to be very boring. Yeah, it's going to it's going to suck. I, I don't see anybody really who's being 
um, effectively pushed right now. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. We should have said at the beginning of the show um, that that uh, when we were talking about the weather, that fucking hurricane, dude. Oh, yeah. Southern That's California. Right. They, they don't get that very yeah. often. No, and they just had an earthquake a little bit ago in the midst Jesus. of it. A 5.0. My God. Um, yeah. yeah, so good Crazy. luck to everybody who's out there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that sucks. Um, yeah. Anyway, yes, the, 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 um, the Republican field doesn't seem to have shaped up, and it's feeling a little late now, like it, like it should have yeah. started to by now. This election cycle has been weird, right? Because on one hand, I, I like as I, I, we've talked about before, I have like long time time displacement issues where it's like I don't remember like what like I can remember like day to day things. But in a grand scheme of time, it's just like everything kind of blurs together. I had no idea there was a Republican primary debate upcoming. <laughs> you oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like it's like, oh, well, no wow, one's talking about already. it. Not really. Aside from is Trump going to be there? No. no one's really been talking about it. Right. It's funny that even after Trump is kind of like, you know, uh, lost a lot of the muster, he's still sucking all the air out of the room for the Republicans. It and really I think that's is. Great. It it's really fantastic. is. <laughs> like, no one cares about what some Republican is going to be doing or who they are when Donald Trump could be arrested or, you know, uh, put yeah. in prison. That's the whole news story. You know, that's the whole big thing. It's that's like, the hey, only thing anyone cares gonna, about. That's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so uh, uh, that has very funny repercussions. It really does. Um, well, speaking of elections, you want to talk about? Oh, you know what we should talk about first, because you hmm. did just share this, and I thought this was hilarious. The IRS, <laughs> the IRS agent that shot the other IS, IRS agent during training. Yeah, the Phoenix gun range. <laughs> You'd love to see it. <laughs> You said that, uh, and I was just scrolling, and Lincoln had said, you love to see it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, uh, I think the response that made me laugh the hardest to that, at that was, um, was, I believe it was Bennett tweeted something on the lines of, uh, we should have uh, more training for IRS agents. <laughs> yeah, send them to more gun ranges. Uh. <laughs> Oh man, that is the that is just one of the funniest things. I love it. Yeah, deserved. Uh, yeah, and forget now. I may just be making this number up, but I don't they have like seventy five thousand? Is it that may that's to be a number seventy five hundred or seventy five thousand? Uh, like SWAT agents. Well, essentially. they had just done uh, a big hiring thing for people who were. Uh, Effectively, firearms trained like people who knew how to use people who uh -huh. were going to be yeah. door kickers. Basically, it felt it seemed like right. that was the what they were yeah. being hired for. Mm -hmm. So it uh, it's always funny to me because right, but oh, go ahead. No, no, go for it. I was just say it's always funny to me how uh, people always try to act like well, uh, no. Oh, you know, you know, uh, the the whole, you know, them coming to your door, that's just a myth that never happens when you haven't paid your taxes. That's just, that's not real. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like, why does the, why does the IRS have armed agents? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why do they have their own police force? That's a very good question. <laughs> yeah. It's a very yeah. good question. It's also the only, this is an interesting thing too. It's also one of the only um, interactions that you can have with government where the, the legal presumption from the beginning is that you're guilty. Uh, the right. if you're if you're accused of of tax evasion in that way, 
the they can just start garnishing your shit. Like they don't have to like prove anything in any real sense. Um, mm-hmm. The presumption is that you're guilty. And while that may be the case functionally in in different aspects of the mm-hmm. of the criminal justice system, it's it is the case literally with regard to the IRS. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's they they get that that is the most privileged agency on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. Um oh. <laughs> or at least in the United States anyway. Yeah. I suppose there's there's secret police in other places that might have more privileges but mm. it it's it is uh that that they can't even functionally firearms train is uh well it's good to know I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um going back to the elections thing uh so how much do you know about the argentinian presidential election coming up um not much uh, i don't either. All, I, I didn't like i didn't know anything until this news feed this news story came across my news feed uh yes pretty much. That, that's all i knew about it um the 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 reason that this comes up is because um supposedly and i i don't know anything of, of in in any sort of particular way about this but the coverage is very interesting at the very least and that is um the argentinian uh there's an there's an argentinian libertarian who seems to be the front runner for the presidential election in Argentina. Yeah. <laughs> and that alone is interesting to me. Yes. Like that that seems um weird. Patrick McFarland did a uh did a newsletter about it that he also did a in a in a tweet and I think it's weird reading it. I felt like, man, is this overstated or is this the the real deal? Um would you like me to read from mm-hmm. that? Oh, sure. Yeah, go for it. Uh, He says, is is this guy the new Ron Paul? Um, An immensely interesting phenomenon is occurring in Argentina. A follower of Murray Rothbard and self-described anarcho-capitalist economist named Javier uh, Millet, I'm I'm going to assume, Mm -hmm. uh, has received the most votes in the country's presidential primary. Many are saying that he is the election's front-runner and is most likely to win. On Wednesday, Ryan McMacken, uh, Tho Bishop, and Tho Bishop of the Mises Institute discussed uh, Millet's Rise to prominence in an episode of Radio Rothbard with Mrs. with Mises research fellow Manuel Garcia uh, Gohon, I assume. Uh, the trio highlighted just why Millier's rise is so interesting, starting with his platform: large tax decreases, gutting bureaucracy, liberalizing trade, and abolishing Argentina's central bank. Second is his rhetoric and style. Millier blasts the establishment in his interviews with a populist energy that, at least superficially, rivals Donald Trump at his most entertaining and, frankly, most politically effective. Yesterday, the former president of the Mises Institute, Jeff Dice, hosted a Twitter space to discuss the phenomenon. The favorable views expressed in the Twitter space generally reflected those expressed in Radio Rothbard episode. However, at 37 minutes, 41 seconds of Dice's Twitter space, uh, Daniel L. McAdams, the director of the Ron Paul Institute and Ron Paul senior policy advisor, pushed back against the narrative that Millier is the next Ron Paul. McAdams pointed out key failings in May's uh, foreign policy positions, his support for the West against Russia and China, and his affinity for Israel. He also criticized Millet's support for dollarization. Dyson McAdams both identified an age-old dilemma in libertarianism. Should we as Americans concern ourselves with exporting libertarianism? This is a key question to forming an opinion on Millet's rise. 
Given that a key tool of American supremacy is regime change through manufacture revolution in foreign nations. I want to address that just real quick. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with exporting libertarianism. There's nothing, no. and there's nothing about it that has to be And I don't think libertarians should either. Yeah. Yeah. And I, look, if you as a person or, or you, like, you find some issue with that and you oppose it for whatever reason, that's fine. But I don't think there's a reason qua libertarianism uh, that um, should make it so that's a disqualifying thing, right? Like, uh, yeah, if, if, you, if the whole world became libertarian tomorrow, that would be a good thing. And I think some libertarians think, oh, well, that's imperialist. It's like, no, it's not. <laughs> right. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's uh, just because, like, if... It's it's not in the same like I don't know. Some people use imperialism to mean a lot of different things, right? Uh, I'm I'm more opposed to like the 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 language of imperialism when you're talking about things that are nonviolent. You know what I mean, right? Like things that just kind of happen sporadically. Like uh, you know, if if a bunch of people just like embrace like uh, human rights in the good sense or like property rights, you know, universally, you could say, oh well, you know, this it, it was like an imperialistic march uh, through the minds of the masses across uh, across geographies. It's like, yes. okay, sure, I like that. <laughs> okay, I'm not opposed to that. So it's like I kind of sure. see it as like yeah, you as, call that. I kind of see it as like blue jeans, where it's like. I mean, is the exportation uh-huh. of blue jeans to other countries, is that imperialist? And it's like, well, I guess in a sense, but they're also a comfortable and functional <laughs> garment. Like, like people that people yeah, want. But also, yeah, the exportation of American culture, like, you can make a very good case that that won the Cold War. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, that, you know what I mean? Like... Uh, in in uh, Soviet Russia, uh, there are many stories about people who like the many people uh, who experienced American culture and realized, wow, I have a shit life over here. Uh, yes, it's, it's it's really like that. That's a good thing to me. I don't know. I think so too. I, I don't see a problem with. I mean, this is the thing. Uh, why should I, I understand why it makes people queasy? Right? It makes people queasy because it feels yes. a little bit like the uh, bombing for democracy. The, the exportation yes. of democracy overseas and, and the way that that takes shape in the form of regime change and things like that, as mentioned in the, in the piece here. But I, I, so I understand how people get queasy about it, but I'm, I'm, ultimately my question is, is the marketplace of ideas supposed to stop at your borders? Like, is... Right, exactly. Yeah. I, it just doesn't really make sense to me that you wouldn't want to export your ideas if, if, if we're going to use the idea of the marketplace of ideas as, 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 as a real metaphor, wouldn't you want mm-hmm. to then have global idea trade? You know what I mean? In the same right. way that you exactly. want that in a yeah. market. Right, right. And I think for like some libertarians, right, as you said, like they're, they're queasy about it because like uh, many uh, neoconservatives in the past have used similar rhetoric to justify bombing people yes. uh, overseas, right? And while I and I can understand that perspective, I don't think that means that the rhetoric is wrong necessarily. Like if you want to say that, hey, I think these people should, you know, uh, you know, I, I think it would be good, you know, if a lot of like these despotic regimes did embrace a more like liberalized laws in, in the sense, right? Like sure. Middle Eastern countries gave women rights, for example. I think that would be a very good thing. Uh, but I don't think that that means, therefore, we are justified in bombing them. So you always have to make that clarification and that distinction so that you never let the neoconservatives get off the ground 
with whatever murderous policy they want to enact. Yes. Uh, but the first, but the, you know, you know what I mean? Like, so just because some bad person uses rhetoric that might be favorable to that libertarians might be favorable to, it doesn't mean that we can never use the same type of rhetoric or we can never, you know, talk about it as if, Hey, it'd be great if that country over there, uh, was more libertarian, right? Uh, you can still be, you can still believe in that and be a non-interventionist in the military sense. Yes, exactly. It, it doesn't have to. I think. I think the point that you made there, uh, kind of in the middle, it's very well made, and that is that just because someone else uses the rhetoric doesn't doesn't mean that you can't, and it also doesn't mean that they actually believe it, because they right, don't. and it doesn't mean it, and especially it doesn't mean that that rhetoric logically leads to their conclusion that hey, now we need to bomb people. Yes, exactly. <laughs> overseas. If, if that uh, they're just making a logical leap, for, uh, right, and it's unsupported, right. Yeah, because ultimately, what they want to do is bomb people, and they're work, they're working backward from that to a, a, yes. a rhetorical position that they think people will accept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole you know we want to, like I don't believe neoconservatives actually care about people. Uh, so the oh, no. idea that you know uh, the idea that oh well they're real. It's almost like you're giving them more than you deserve to get uh, than they deserve when you mm-hmm. say that oh well they're using this rhetoric and that's how that's their justification for bombing people. It's like no 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 they don't actually believe it. That's just so that they can get you on board yes. with their goal to bomb these people. They're saying that so you the good hearted per- person will like. Um, uh, endorse their policy because they're, they're they're seemingly aiming towards a good end. That's why they use that rhetoric. Yes. I don't think for a second that they actually care about those people. No, not for a moment. If you if you liked that uh, that that article that piece, um, that's Patrick McFarland's newsletter, uh, LibertyWeekly dot club. You can sign up for Patrick McFarland, smart guy. Uh, at the he's at the Libertarian Institute and he's also a uh, a good attorney, an intelligent attorney. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I recommend uh, reading his yeah. stuff. He's pretty good. Um, yeah. He's had a lot of I, he's had a lot of uh, uh, like counter. Uh, uh, I, I should say unorthodox or anti-orthodox positions um, with regard mm-hmm. to especially American conservatism on on things like China and uh, and stuff like that as well. He's been yes. he's been very very good at at uh, questioning narratives and um, he's right a lot of the time. So yeah, great, I, I definitely recommend follow, reading him for sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I did want to say uh, on the topic is yes, that yes. brought, up, brought up something. Um, yeah, I, I think for some libertarians specifically, there's some type of libertarians who like. And again, I when I say this, I have to be careful because I know I could be taking extremely out of context here. Uh, because I support decentralization, but there's a type of libertarian that supports decentralization on the grounds that. Um, they want everyone to be able to have like their own cultural standards. And that's sort of like how they justify libertarianism. They're like, Hey, I want a libertarian society because that that conforms to my cultural beliefs, but I want other people to be able to have their own cultures. So if you know, you want some like Islamic theocracy, you can have that, right? Uh, Things like that. Uh, There's not, I don't think there's a lot of libertarians who are like that, but there's some people. And I think they do try to, they do try to justify, like sort of like a non-interventionism on those grounds, but I don't think that's that's the same grounds as like the libertarianism as I understand it. The grounds for non-interventionism, right? The grounds for non-interventionism as I understand it is that it's wrong to kill innocent people, and yes. intervening uh, inter- military intervention kills innocent people in war. Yes, uh, that is the that is my <laughs> argument for why it's bad, and there, there you know there are going to be a lot of other like down the road consequences 
to why it's bad, like uh, power vacuums in wars for like um, uh, control of a certain like uh, geography after it's been destabilized, stuff like that. Yes. Uh, but I don't I like in the same way that I don't think that the state has a right to exist as an anarchist. I don't think other states have a right to exist just because if you know, just because they're their own like quote unquote sovereign territory. Right. Or whatever. Or right, just uh, because they're uh, or just because they exist in a democratic country because as we know right, exactly yeah <laughs> we're not dem- i can, we're not, I can we're not believe Democrats. that <laughs> right right exactly and i can believe that without arguing therefore we need to go take those guys out yes uh, exactly <laughs> yeah. um i and i did want to talk a little bit about if you, it let's assume let's give the benefit of the doubt let's let's say that mm-hmm. this guy really is a ron paul type let's that he really is mm-hmm. a a died in the wool rothbardian anarcho-capitalist whatever you want to call it um does does this does this matter does this mean something um i think so a little bit i i think it would i i think it would mean something to the extent that hey it's cool to see these ideas tested out you know it's cool right. to see these uh uh, these types of policies be implemented, but it all depends on like you know. Of course, I, I, I think this is good. I don't think it's the optimal way to spread liberty, but I think it's good. I, I'm not like I don't mean to like poo poo it. Sure, you know, I, I think it's I think it's cool, and I think it would be cool to see like you know uh, these things take place because I do think these policies that he he's most of them. I'm not going to say all of them because I, I don't know, and some of them I would disagree with from what Patrick McFarland's uh, that thread stated. But uh, so some of them. Yeah, I, I wouldn't fully endorse, but a lot of them, like liberalizing trade, uh, you know, going like uh, deregulating, uh, uh, you know, just taking on like central banks and stuff like that, the privilege sure. they get from the state. I think I think all those uh, sound great, and I think that would help a lot of people. And hopefully people would recognize that, hey, those policies that this guy, uh, you know, in a sense put in place or re- realistically uh, – policies he tried to remove that would allow allow these states of affairs to flourish those had a, a direct causal impact on their lives and in yes. a, in a positive one and hopefully people learn to say hey th- i like i like these things uh, i i i would like to see the, more of these ideas spread so that that's one possibility right you know that's that's one thing that you know we, we can't like discount like you know there are ron paul types they're very rare uh, but you know they they do happen like once like in a you know a generation or lightning in a bottle or something like sure. that. Sure, and they can actually really really impact the culture and, and affect it. So I, I think that's I, if, if that happens, that's great. Um, uh, I been... still what I realistically oh sorry no no, sorry. no go for it go uh, for it realistically. I, I was just saying what realistically I think will happen is that he will be tarred in the media. I think that uh, they will spin any any type of positive thing that he did as something negative or as um, that positive thing didn't come from the actual thing, but something else uh, yes. you know, besides it. Um, I, I think that will happen. And, you know, there's still a lot of things where it's like... Um, uh, you know, it, just because, you know, if he's an outsider or if, you know, he's a part of the wrong political party or something like that, people are just instantly going to hate him and they're never going to accept like uh, that. Hey, uh, these policies actually help us out. The, I'm sure there will be some people, but, you know, uh, uh, if you're in the opposite political party as this person, this man, that'll be uh, your you're going to be more likely to hate him. Yeah, yes. yeah, you're going to you're going to find ways to hate him. Well, I know um, that if you had somebody like this in the United States, I don't know enough about the Argentinian situation to say that this would be the mm-hmm. case there, but I know that if you had somebody in the United States who did something like this, let, let's say somebody just snapped their fingers and they got rid of the central bank. They got rid of a lot of the economic regulation. They got rid of, uh, 
um, you know, all, all of these, all of the, yeah. all of the bad fiscal sort of uh, institutions. Um, if if you had somebody do that, the economy in the United States would suffer dearly, and it would suffer for probably five to ten years before a balance was found. And That's the thing, yes. The, so the problem that you have is if you try to do this stuff overnight, and I think if you try to do it at all to a certain extent, because the, the at all, yeah, yeah, I, I think the damage that it causes in the short term that will pass. Truly, I, I believe it would it would pass. It's a necessary correction moving from a centrally planned economy to a free market economy, right? Um, yes. Especially fiscally, you're going to have dire times for about Any five to ten years the, while the balance is found. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, when whenever markets, uh, for example, right, this is a you know whenever markets course correct bad things happen short term yes <laughs> sometimes absolutely uh, that's why we that call them mean... economic corrections right if something's overvalued yes. and it tanks that's a correction it's a correction because yes. the thing was too valuable again to, to begin with and it's like right. that right now with the whole economy <laughs> yeah and sometimes there are people who suffer greatly when the, these types of things happen but the thing is right is that uh oftentimes like these um like uh, regulatory agencies, they're just prolonging it. And prolonging yes. is they're going to make the crash even worse. Whereas a normal healthy course correction is uh, the least bad option, right? It's like, hey, uh, something in the market, something caused the market to like over this said overvalue something in, in some way or something and uh, or undervalue it in, in some way. And now we're going to course correct. And in that, some people are going to be economically damaged uh, as yes. a result. Um, that is, uh, I think, unavoidable in, in markets. Yes. Um, in in general, and I think any type of uh, you know trying to correct it is just prolonging it, and it's building up the pressure in the market. And then when the collapse does happen, that's going to be much harsher. Yes. Uh, so as you said, but I think that's a very good point, right? Because obviously, um, you know, we've talked in the past about how people have very cannot think past like first or second order events. It's very hard for most people to do that. Um, I, I think oftentimes you're what you'd see is like, oh, yeah, you'd see, oh, he he, rem, he you know, he um, removed the power of the central bank or, he you know, whatever, deregulated whatever he said he was going to do. And then bad economic things happen right afterwards. And it's like, yes. uh oh, that just proves, look, that's what his policies do. That's what free markets do. Yes, because people will think that, in terms of five years or 10 years, but they won't think about yeah. the 20 years down the road when the economy that you've built up is now resistant to busts because yes. you have smaller corrections due to um, regular price fluctuation as opposed to um, f uh, some fiat sort of determination made <laughs> by a central bank. You have yep. you, you have these you, you, you end up creating a more resistant market farther on down the road. That's the whole yes. point. Um but people have a hard time thinking past, like you said, first or second order effects, and they have a hard time thinking past the next five or ten years. And so right. they will immediately turn around and say, well, it's this free market ideology that caused the downfall of this economy. And in yeah. a way, they're right. But <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in a, in a larger sense, it's like, yeah, but you have to endure the pain a, a little bit to have an economy that is much more healthy moving forward. And 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 more resistant to the kind of bust yeah, like, that you man, see in two thousand and eight. It's like, man, my white blood cells really made me sick. Uh, you <laughs> right. know, it's right. <laughs> exactly, exactly that. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
So, yeah, I think that's an absolutely great point. That's why I'm just skeptical of, like, political solutions in general, just because I think that actually good political, like, like even if you have the best policies in the world, um, it would take a long time for them to actually manifest in the ways that we think they'll manifest, right? Uh, yes. They'll work out. And that means that most people aren't going to be able to see them happen. Uh, they're not going to connect the dots about the causal connection between the two. Yes. They'll think that, oh, well, look, uh, as you said, look, oh, yeah, um, we, we had this, you know, economic depression or something because of, uh, you know, the loss of the central bank. And now everything's chaotic. Uh, and now, you know, it's hard to plan for the future. And this is all his fault now. Uh, you know, right. and, and in some sense, it's that, that is a factual statement, but it's not the whole truth. Right. Uh, so, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's it's a factual statement for the next five or ten years, and, but if you were right. able to if you were able to stick it out beyond that, you're at a point where you know it's for the same reason that people. There's an example of this in American history, Herbert Hoover, um, where <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, where Herbert Hoover was like, look, we can stick it out if we just stick it out, it'll be fine, but we can stick it out. Mm-hmm. And um, they they were you know they they started naming the tent cities Hoovervilles and stuff like that, and he was blamed yeah. for for quote unquote prolonging it. When the, when the the reality of the situation is that there there the the real thing that ended the Great Depression was was the spinning up for war and debt ultimately, um, the 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 New Deal did not solve the Great Depression. Uh, in fact, there's a very good argument to be made that it prolonged it, but people don't care it, because they saw Hoover as a guy who wasn't offering solutions and Roosevelt was a guy who was offering solutions and did things, regardless of whether or not those things were actually effective. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I think this is why, like, in terms of if you wanted to spread your ideology, you should not. I, I, I feel like, you know, in politics, as, as I was saying, right. Uh, whether if you label yourself like a republican or a democrat or even especially like a libertarian you're the well is poisoned from the jump right (laughs) like yep you go in with like a large portion of people already hating your guts before you've even spoken um and obviously uh you know there are some exceptions sometimes uh, a political candidate does break through that that you know prejudice um they do break through those stereotypes um that that's that can happen it's not common um, but but I, I think if you wanted to spread your ideology, you would do it in a non-ideological way, right? right? <laughs> you would, yeah. in some sense, you would you would show that hey, um, like Bitcoin, for example, right? There's I mean, there's certain types of things. I think Bitcoin has you know you, there are ideologues around Bitcoin certainly, uh, but if you just talk about like what are the practical use cases for this? How can this benefit your life? How can all these different technologies benefit your life? Um, I think that is a much easier sell for people than because, uh, look when when you have refined technology technology that where you can actually see the effects very clearly very early on it's a much easier sell for people than saying hey uh, if this technology rather than hey vote for this person and in twenty years your life will be better uh, you know yeah or something like that uh, it's a much easier sell to say hey. Uh, this type of technology has use cases right now, and you know you invest in Bitcoin, and you know you can just like hodl it, you forget about it, and you know at worst case you've lost some money on Bitcoin. Best case scenario, you've uh, you're you know when when the economy does tank and the dollar becomes even more worthless, uh, you're in a pretty good spot. Uh, you know, yeah, uh, you know just things like that. Uh, just uh, so I think you know I think. 
libertarianism will be spread non-ideologically ultimately. But look, I, I don't want to like downplay this. I think this is cool. And what's even cooler is he's a cosplayer. Oh, is he really? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Okay, so he has a black and gold flag on his chest here. He's wearing yes. a, he's wearing like one of those, you know, the the real life superheroes, <laughs> quote unquote, those guys who uh-huh. run around and like help a ladies cross the street. Um, yes. He's dressed up like one of those guys. <laughs> he's got a yes. black and and gold emblem on his chest. He's got a gold cape. It's entirely a black and gold outfit, and he has a staff that is just undescribable. <laughs> I think that, that was taken at some comic convention in Argentina, I think, uh, from what I read. Oh, uh, so is... <laughs> Okay. I, I believe that this dude's a true believer now, at least. Like, yeah, oh, 100% convincing. he is. There, yeah, there's no way that he's not a true believer. Yeah. It's... 100%, yeah. Oh, that is awesome. So yeah, no, I mean, I wish him the best of luck there. Yeah, me too. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I hope it goes well. I hope uh, I, they, they are in... This is the thing. The most effective mm-hmm. transition point, inflection point, for policies like this is when shit is already irreparably bad. Because you're... Because right, there's, then no, you have to lose. there's nowhere to go but up. If you're, if <laughs> right, you're actually yeah. in a position now where your economy is so depressed, your, your money is so valueless, your whole situation is so fucked... That all we can do is say, you know what, fuck it, liberalize everything. And, and you can only go up from there. That's the point well, at which these things are, are, are likely to happen and not have those consequences that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. I think historically you get that or you get fascism. Uh, it's one of the two. Oh, sure. Those, so, sure. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm, like, I'm just talking about the best yeah. place to do it. Like the, like the best place oh, to do oh, yeah, it and have right. it. You're, yes. And to not have that five to ten year period of, of very real pain. It might be closer to one or two, oh. right? While, while people get their feet oh, under them and the economy figures things out. Right. No, I 100% agree. Because at that point, yeah, what do you have to lose? It's like, yeah, you might as well try it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I'm... I'm <laughs> I really do. If Argentina is in a situation that's similar to that, this dude may be incredibly successful. I'm, right. I'm just also not familiar with like uh, Argentine politics, so I can't really speak that well, that informatively I'm, on this. I, you know what I mean? So I'm in the like, same place. I, I just know practically yeah. that's sort of what I would. That's sort of what mm-hmm. I would hope is the situation, because if not, this dude is going to get burned down bad. If he yeah. does what he yeah. wants to do. There, he's going to be tarred and feathered, and and like you said, tarred in the media. He's going to be uh, strung up because if it's if yeah. the economy's not where it's ready for that, um, it, it's not going to go well, and and especially for him and for sadly, I think for the idea of libertarian economic policy generally, where yeah. people will point to that as an example of well, this is why it doesn't work because it plunged Argentina into depression or whatever, and and not. And, and of course, they're not going to let that last, right? There's going to be other policies over the next 10 years or so that come in, and people will credit that with solving the problem, whether or not yeah. it actually does. It'll um, be the new, like, bear town. Like, oh, that town tried libertarianism and taken over by bears. Do you, right. you know what I'm talking about? Yes, yeah, yes. It'll be that. It'll be that. <laughs> exactly. So that's a, it's a... I, I certainly hope everything goes well. I really do. I, I, mm-hmm. I don't yeah. want to be a downer about this because I think it's incredibly no, cool no. that there is such hunger for this. Yeah. And I've been arguing, too, for a while now 
that libertarians should be focusing on the populist aspect of libertarianism. That that this is something that that helps the working class, that this is something that is good for the economy broadly, that this is something that's good for your money, that this is something that's good for your family. The 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 populist aspect of libertarianism is is um it's a very easy sell in my view if you can get the the sort of uh the 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 tech the technical shit out of the way. I really mm-hmm. do think it's a good sell and I think this is proof of that as well. Yeah. I I'm I'm excited for this just because you know at the you know at the very least it'll probably like broaden the Overton window in our direction a little bit more like hey maybe Hopefully. more people and you know even if a bunch of people like like read or find out what uh, you know an ANCAP is and they hate it the good chances that some new people will find it and they'll be like oh yeah I'm an ANCAP you know and that that's a win uh, so yeah I I think that's cool there was a a tweet that I saw um. I wonder if I can find it here real quickly. I'm going to doubt it. But um, there was a guy who had tweeted that a bunch of the people were writing stories about the... Oh, it was Bob Murphy. Um, uh, both the anchor and the South American correspondent on NPR admitted they had to look up the word anarcho-capitalist before the story. Yeah. yeah. I see that so cool. as a good sign. That's a win. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. The more people hear about this, the more people hear about all about the way that this functions. um, Mm -hmm. I I, I think it's better. Yeah, I I mean, again, it's hard to say, right? Because like sometimes you can have a bad first impression. Do you know what I mean? Like it's always risky sometimes, like where the source is like, yeah, it's good that they're learning about it. But if they learn about it from a source that's like not being honest or is like trying to like, uh, you know, flavor it in a certain way that could be very bad and people could immediately discount it but it's good to, that it's at least known and that hey maybe someone maybe a few people will do their own research and come to their own conclusions about it yes yes uh, i absolutely agree um so we have that happening in south america yep. and uh <laughs> libertarians in south america having an ascending moment <laughs> a big moment for them I couldn't be happier no. for them. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. the Libertarian Party in the United States implodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if only someone had warned us about this and my face just transforms into Konkin. Yes, uh, right exactly. Now. Just this like, yeah, if only someone had warned. Us. This is I was I have to say I tweeted about this. I was wrong. I, I believe I said on this show, and I said to Lady Jane, I said that the, the, the Mises Caucus takeover of the Libertarian Party is not going to result in any changes that are appreciable changes. There will be some lip service, there will be a couple of platform changes, and nothing else is going gonna, is gonna to really shift. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently, I was dead-ass wrong. It's going to cause the party to implode. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which yeah. in a broader uh, political sense might not be a very big change at all, but for the Libertarian Party, it's huge. <laughs> yeah, a whole lot of things for the like uh, went poor. And look, I haven't. I, I would make my position clear. Um, I, I I don't really. I, I'm not a Libertarian Party member. I, I've never been a part of like the Mises Caucus. Um, I, I was when when they first came on the scene. Right, we have to remember like how bad like the old people who were running the LP were. So at the time I was like, yeah, let's get these people out of there and let's get more principled people in there. So I was very much in support of that. 
Um, As was um, I, and, and, I still, and especially yeah. people who, uh, who, for example, um, are working with guys like Scott Horton and stuff like right, that. Like exactly. that was that was good. Yeah. Yeah, and still to this day, I am very thankful for the Mises Caucus because they have been promoting more things in regards to anti-war than the old LP ever did. Um, so that is extremely, you know, I, I, I'm still grateful for that. I'm still happy that happened. Uh, you know, they're, they're, the the war on Yemen, uh, you know, the, talking about the, the nuclear bombings of uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki, uh, you know, all of these things, uh, you know, just the, keeping war kind of, you know, at the forefront, maybe not as much as I would actually like it to be, uh, but sure. uh, more so than, than prior. More than it was I, I think before, that is, absolutely. More than it was before, and I, I you know, I, I want to give them props here before I start shitting on them. And better in uh, that so. way than the Libertarian Party that put fucking Bill Weld on the ticket. Like, yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Right. That's a step up. Yeah. Maybe don't put Raytheon members as on your ticket. <laughs> uh, you know, just consider someone else. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and here's the butt. <laughs> yeah, but um, with that said, <laughs> with that said, there have been some things that have been leaked uh, recently. Uh, about the internal workings of the Mises Caucus and the Libertarian Party uh, that have not been great to learn. Uh, um, no. In fact, uh, if you're somebody who donates to the LP, this is fucking devastating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> so, uh, wait, do I have that in... Uh, do you have the link to that thread, actually? Still, I do. I can uh, send it to you okay. right now. Okay, thank you. I misplaced where it was. Thank you. I'll drop it in topics. Um, okay. Yeah, this, so there, was, there were some leaks from, I believe it was the Fakertarians and yeah. Josh Eakle, who I, I, mm. should, I should say right off the bat, not speaking for anyone else, right? Not speaking for Ace or anything, but from my perspective, I'm not a big fan of like the leftist libertarians. I, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I don't like them. Okay? And, mm-hmm. uh, and so I'm not... I'm not among the leftist libertarians that are celebrating the right-wing libertarians slitting each other's throats. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm mm-hmm. just enjoying the show. <laughs> yeah. So it should be it should be noted that uh, the yeah the people who leak this do have for sure an incentive for them to like want to leak this. So right, there is a yes. bias here for sure. But but the information they presented is like. Like firsthand, it's good. Much, yeah, right? it's, it is words. screenshots from it's text not, threads from Discord servers. Yeah. It's yeah, it's all good info. So you shouldn't you shouldn't discount the info just because of the person who like you know leaked it. Do you know what I mean? Yes, uh, I'm not saying that to you. I'm just saying that I'm saying that to like just listeners in a in general, general sense. Yes, um, yes, yeah. Um, so yeah, do you, is there a particular part you want to highlight here? Or well, run through the it whole or like, thing um, is such a... We can't work through the whole thread. There's a bunch of information. Yeah, it's too long. It's way too long. Yeah. Um, but there have been a couple of situations, for example... Okay, let's get this stuff out of the way that I, I think is um, soft or, or I don't really care about. And that is, mm-hmm. um, there was... There were some accusations of sexual harassment, which, if true, are terrible. Um, mm-hmm. but they were also made in a particular context that makes me doubt their veracity, um, okay. being made by people who hate each other, basically. Um, mm. and so it's, it's that kind of situation that makes me say, eh, I don't know about this. I, I want to see more about this before I make a call. So I'm not too concerned about that up front. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Um, there were some things like in a Discord server where they're making fun of people, uh, making fun of uh, like uh, I think there was a trans candidate on a libertarian ticket somewhere that they were making fun of mm-hmm. and other stuff like that. That is in poor taste, especially in a public in a or in a uh, in a professional sort of server, right? Where this is your board in mm-hmm. this Discord server. Right. That's absolutely in poor taste, but they're they're also jokes, and I don't know these people personally. I don't know how much they mean them. So mm-hmm. I would say from like I that doesn't really bother me too much either. Um again, unless unless I know this person to be an actual asshole in real life i don't i don't know them i i can only say that the joke was made right Mm -hmm. um however (laughs) the backstabbery the politicking the wasting of money the angela hiring her fiance to work for the party and not <laughs> yeah and not it saying clear. it and not disclosing it yeah yes yes it was disclosed in like a little line on a conflict report it wasn't made clear when she posted the announcement uh-huh. about the hiring um yeah. that there was a conflict there especially after she's talking about being broke mm-hmm. um the the way that a few people on the board and a few people who were high up in affiliates were um were Again, politicking, backstabbing, stabbing each other. Apparently, there was some drama where some individual was like poisoning a bunch of individuals against against each other and all this other stuff. And mm-hmm. and there was some playing both sides against the middle going on, and just a waste of fucking time if you're trying to run a political party. And also, from from these leaks, and this, I believe this is from this was from Angela herself. Um, we we can we learned that uh, apparently Dave Smith is not running uh, for president. No. And that was I think for a lot of people who re- were really excited about the Mises Caucus. There was an impl- now see it, I, I don't I'm not going to say the Mises Caucus lied because no one ever said Dave Smith was officially running right. So I would I don't. No, know it was a, he was he was. But, I I understood that to be a joke from the beginning. Oh no, I thought no, I I kind of took it the other way. I, I thought. I always read it as if they were like teasing it to me. Like really? I, I thought, I, I yes, oh yes, I, I the, didn't the know people took I this got, seriously. Yeah, the impression I got from the Mises, and I I know for sure other people who were like pro Mises Caucus did take it seriously. Wow. So, okay. Uh, well, that's that's new. Yeah. That's kind of a new angle for me because I like I said I I took that to be a joke. Like, I, I didn't no, think that Dave I, Smith was actually going to run for political office, especially not... I, I could see him running for something local, but I, I certainly couldn't see him running for president. No one's ever going to vote for fucking Dave Smith. It's not going to win A election. lot of people underneath, if you go into any of Dave Smith's posts in the recent months, you would see a bunch of people asking him legitimately, like, uh, to announce to run for president under the media wow. for the Mises Caucus. That, uh, yeah, so there were people, and, and that this is like... I, I feel real bad for people who, like, let's say, donated to the Mises Caucus. Sure. Under the impression that Dave was going to be their guy, uh, that they were going to get someone up there like a Ron Paul type who's going to tell it like it is, that type of thing, right? Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, that has just been, like, you know, imagine, like, you've been all, like, you know, because I don't think, I don't think, I, I could be wrong. 
I don't think, and this is what led people to think that Dave was running. I don't think he ever outright denied he was running. He just said, you know, he kind of gave a, pol- a political answer when asked about it. You know, he's like, oh, I don't sure. know. You know, that type of thing. Just well, I, I, I know there was the whole Dave for president thing, but I thought that was, mm-hmm. I, I thought that was a joke. <laughs> oh, wow. No, no. I, I promise you, people were very serious about this. Uh, people who were very like wow. Chrome scholars. People. No, I, I believe very, it. I, I believe uh, it. I just that just wasn't part yeah. of my part of my perspective yeah. on this. And and that. Oh yeah, boy, that's got to be disappointing. <laughs> yeah, if you like imagine like you learned that from reading those leaks and like from from like reading this, you're like, oh wow. So you know the 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 whole like pack I was donating to in the hopes that you know this guy would run and he would you know go and get be able to get up there on the main stage. That that sort of just didn't, is not going to happen. Yeah, uh, that must be super demoralizing. Um, and Absolutely. I must say, uh, not to you know uh, you know pat myself on the back here, but I've never felt more uh, vindicated, like, happy, never to yeah, vindicated, never to be involved with a political party. Oh in my yeah, life. oh uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just the uh, LP. The LP's great. at its best when there's people streaking on the debate stage. Yeah, no, honestly. Honestly, yeah, I agree. <laughs> because yes. that's when it's his most entertaining, um, and that's what people care about. Yeah, and also, um, we learned from this uh, is that a lot of the donors pulled out. Um, oh man, they the have LP been having the- what they were doing. One of the things that's sort of outlined in these leaks is that they are just pushing fundraising so they can fund their next round of fundraising. They are out of fucking money. Right. They they, they yeah. have they've got nothing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's uh, we get we I guess we can link this thread like in the show notes so people can read it. Uh, Absolutely, it's um, incredibly long like, on their own. But yeah, so we can't go through all of it. But there are some things like in here that are of note. Again, Dave Smith, not, you know, officially not running for president. We find out from Angela McArdle, uh in in one of her posts. Yes. Um, this and, is something. Uh, I'm I'm sorry to interrupt. This yeah. is something that I no, found no. incredibly oh, no, no, scummy ahead. as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. When, uh, okay, after LNC rep Miguel uh, Doak, I assume is how you would pronounce that, but that's probably wrong, shared his information with the LNC, his email address was revoked, and he was excluded from an executive session. He's being accused of violating confidentiality despite the leak being private. He is, in fact, a whistleblower, and I believe that's probably true. If some of the things in this thread about, there are some, there are some arguable FEC violations and and things like that that are in the thread if those bear out to be real then uh yes this is in this is whistleblowing and um retaliation in response to that is i i'm pretty sure uh illegal and so that's mm-hmm. pretty scummy as well when all this comes to light and and all this gets sent to to uh the concerned parties um it, it it the the guy who sent it gets his gets basically kicked. Mm-hmm. That was that's incredibly scummy, incredibly so. Mm-hmm. Um, because you have somebody here who's, and this is the thing too. <clears throat> All of these people at the highest level fucking hated each other, and still like hate oh, yeah. each other. I guess the party's not gone yet. All these people at the highest level fucking hate each other and they cannot work together in a functional in a functional organization uh yeah no i and it just shows that you know 
I, I just hate politics in general, and it, like the, in the sense of like you know the uh, political parties and everything like that. Um, and it just shows you that it kind of attracts like people to where it's not a harmonious uh, undertaking. No, it's uh, the everyone worst hates people. each other. Everyone's and looking to backstab. Everyone's a fucking yeah. climber. Yep. I mean, this is the kind of thing you this, deal with these kind of people, especially when you're in a, in, a, in like a professional environment or when you're in law school uh-huh. or whatever. The law school is really bad for climbers. There's a shit. You're surrounded by fucking climbers. And these yeah. people are the least, absolute least tolerable people on the planet. And you stack the fucking political party's board with them. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry. You were saying. Uh, uh, you saying I found the. I found the. Uh, the. The part of the leaks that I that kind of like popped out to me. Uh, this is Angela McCardle. Um, so it's called the state of the takeover. I believe this was sent to her. Uh, like this was an internal email. Yes, this um, was an internal so, memo. I believe for the board. Yes. Uh, so stay the takeover. Uh, the takeover is turning into a disaster. It started with the migration, which was not part of the MC vision. Oh, we should uh, explain MC, that before Mrs. we go on. I'm yes, sorry. Yes, go for it. I'm no, sorry. No, go for okay. It. Yeah, yeah, right. So there are mentions of the migration during this. And basically what happened is one of the people who was involved in the party really was pushing for them to migrate from one CRM to another. And what a CRM is basically back end database for, it's supposed to be for customers, right? If you're a big business, you have this back end yeah. database, database of customer information and, and all that stuff. Well, they sh- they were using it for donors and they were shifting to a different CRM and in that migration they destroyed their data so their yes. data they basically dumped it in a blender and they they're attempting throughout this entire drama there's this background fact that we don't have any fucking donor donor data to depend on we don't have uh-huh. we don't have anything anymore it's gone <laughs> Like that's the yeah. that's they the start from thing scratch. here. Yeah, they have to start from yeah. scratch and try to salvage some data, try to do what they can. And that was sort of the whole thing that's that's sort of underpinning this entire drama is our we fucked up our data beyond recognition and we're trying to save it and we can't. Yeah. I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> no, no. I'm glad. I'm gl- really glad you clarified that because I, I would have forgotten to do that. Yeah, that that is so important for this. Um, so yeah, uh, the takeover has been a disaster. Uh, the MC always wanted to get rid of uh, Civi and has seen it uh, as uh, for the hindrance it was. Uh, could be saved at first. It cannot be saved and is responsible for the thing uh, to do. Wait, am I reading that right? Or did it, I? It cannot, be, it cannot saved. be saved. Yeah. Oh, it cannot be saved. And the responsible thing to do is to get rid of it after we clean up our data. Um, public fighting over the uh, executive director is embarrassing the lack of productive work coming out of the affiliate support over the past year besides for the youth caucus work by lene has been the source of multiple complaints non-lnc members have complained to me multiple times about the lack of lnc engagement on the candidate support committee uh not dustman blankmanship um ballot access meetings are disorganized and lack clear direction epcc is a disaster and the list goes on so epcc Um, is also another thing that's in the background of this entire drama and that is the um basically the hr committee for the lnc Um, okay. And supposedly it's, it's revealed in these leaks. If again, you know, depending on how accurate they are to what was actually going on, because all of these are from other people's bias perspectives. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, but it's other people who are involved. <clears throat> the, the EPCC, the guy who was at the head of that committee was angling for Angela's seat. And mm-hmm. so he was doing back end politics bullshit to fuck with people to get Angela's seat later on. 
That's, okay, that's gotcha. also like an undercurrent of this. <laughs> I see, I see. Okay. Um, the second half of this, it gets really... Uh, it, what really stuck out to me um she says uh our social media is completely impressive thank you team uh members have asked me what we are doing we spend lots of time in executive session dealing with lawsuits and personal issues i haven't had time to put together another rally or anything else to move the party forward politically because i've been consumed with personnel administrative and legal tasks the rally was a high point. We have fallen very low since then. Uh, and she goes on to say, more bad news. Surprise, Dave Smith isn't running for president. He backed out, and people are going to be really upset. So the, the phrase he backed out implies he was going to run and then changed his mind. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, he backed out, and people are going to be really upset. No one is coming to save us. Oh. <laughs> it leaves us vulnerable to attack at the 2020. 2024 convention which we entirely deserve and don't worry most of the attacks will be directed at me uh we might as well endorse steve D- despock i don't know who that is but uh shout out to you steve yeah i guess uh, the caucus is dem- the caucus is demoralized uh the members are demoralized as miguel will put it we have put um we have put on the face of hide the pain herald if we don't want the party to be a train wreck we are going to have to change the way we function as a board uh that is a damning piece of, that is incredibly uh, damning and it's that straight is, from the uh, horse's mouth um, yeah so yeah. long as so long as not all of this is fake that's certainly not fake that is yeah yeah yeah. specifically and specifically the dave smith part was what stuck out to me because it's dave smith is running for president he backed out and she admits people are going to be very upset so she knew people were donating to the mises caucus because one of the reasons was because they had hope that dave was going that to run dave for president was gonna and run. they would have wow and that they would not that he would even win necessarily but that he would you know be able to get on the debate stage and tell it like it is like you know sure miss that their whole thing when the Mises Caucus whole thing is they want that second Ron Paul revolution they want right. another Ron Paul up there to go and say it like it is on a debate on a presidential debate stage uh, that's what they wanted um, and the, a lot of people thought Dave Smith was going to be that guy and apparently it's not and uh, yeah people are going to be very upset about that um, as she said so yeah that is, um, yeah uh, that is that is just horrible <laughs> yeah yeah so uh, this whole thing is a, <laughs> this whole thing is a mess um, uh, apparently there's infighting between Michael Heiss and Angela McArdle like for the Mises caucus versus the LNC itself yes um, yes or, yeah so yeah there are uh, apparently Angela thinks that Michael Heiss is sabotaging her um, and, and the party itself. Uh, you know, so it, there's, a, there's a whole lot of just, you know, po- political bullshit that's going on right now behind the scenes. Um, and yeah, it's it's extremely wild. And uh, uh, sorry, what were you going to say? I, I was just going to say there's a lot of that. There's there's one one portion of this. Um, Kathy told Miguel in December, Angela suspects Heiss is sabotaging. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently this all revolved around a woman named Lainey. I'm not familiar with the individuals involved with this because I don't care about the LP, yeah, but, but yeah. apparently there was somebody named Lainey who everybody loved until everybody hated her. Um, mm-hmm. and then there's, uh, uh, from Carrie Eiler, Reed and Heist both worked through Luke to tank Lainey. Heist poisoned Austin Mises caucus against Lainey and Luke, uh, glommed onto that narrative. If nobody cares about what employees are doing. Uh, that we can prove. Why would anybody care that leakers did that? Uh, what leakers did that cannot be proven? Um, 
this is a this there's a lot of like it's very personal shit in here that mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know again everybody this is all coming from other people's biased perspectives right so I don't know mm-hmm. but the stuff that's in quotes is the stuff that's in the texts or in the discord logs so it's it's the kind of thing right. where it's like that was at least that was said you know yes um it, it, it's it's just wild. Like I said, I don't know any of these individuals involved. I, I, I certainly knew of, because she has a YouTube presence, I certainly knew of, um, what's her name, Carrie? Uh, Karen Ann, is that her name? Mm-hmm. I certainly knew of her, and apparently she was gumming up the works badly, uh, in, engaging in, in what people were describing as histrionics of a sort. Um, mm-hmm. I, so, I, I don't, like I said, I don't know any of these people personally, but this is just totally what this shows that this is, is it's a story of a totally non-functional leadership. Yes, absolutely non-functional to the very basic levels. They can't even get their fucking data correct on their, uh, on their, their CRM. Yeah. Oh, there were also some people you, you just, uh, brought this to my attention as, as part mm-hmm. of this thread. Um, <laughs> there were also people like Clint who, um, Clint, they, they lost the support of everyone. They lost yes. the support of Tom, they lost Dave, and they lost Clint. Clint refused to share the affiliate link, according to these leaked messages. And those are all people who have mm-hmm. massive audiences. Yes. And, and they, there, was, there was nothing left to support them. Uh, except for, <laughs> except for Scott, who they call an asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it was Angela who said Scott Horton can be a real asshole, but he absolutely believes in us. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll see. I, you know, I wonder the people who like, you know, because I feel like, uh, you know, the Mises Caucus thing kind of died down right after, like they t- kind of took control. But I wonder how the people. Who- still supported them feel reading this now you know what i mean if they didn't know about it already uh, man that must i've seen kind of two reactions to it i've seen Mm -hmm. people coping Mm -hmm, i've seen a lot of cope (laughs) i've I've seen a lot of oh this is just from from angry you know people involved in the fakertarians and all this other stuff which is true to some extent the leaks at least um were were by the fakertarians and these are people who had a lot of drama with the yeah. mc before the takeover but it also doesn't matter uh, right. you know <laughs> like, right it's, it's like their I mean, own words it, that's exactly the point it's like well, I, I don't feel the need to attack the messenger here because this is all the information is there it's text logs it's discord logs so it's like there's no I, I see no reason no. to attack the information because it came from the Fakertarians. I'm not the biggest fan of the Fakertarians, but sure. I, I'm not a fan of them at all. But they're the, the info looks good. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's it's real interesting to me because, like, on one hand, I don't see how you could be a, a person, uh, especially a libertarian, and think that this is a good look. Uh, really? Like, oh, you know what horrendous. I mean? Like a libertarian who's who are supposed to be like somewhat like especially critical of like politics. I feel like a lot of the people coping are just doing it because it's their guy. If they if this was any other party, like the Republican or Democrats, they would absolutely libertarians would absolutely be laughing it up yes. about how dysfunctional this is. Uh, so, 
and did. I, feel like the I mean, if you remember is, all the DNC yeah. leaks that happened back in uh, what was it, 20, uh, 2016? Mm-hmm. I mean, all that shit was. Yeah, everybody laughed at that shit. Yeah. And it's like, and this is this is just bad. Honestly, this is worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's not great. Um. And yeah, so apparently a lot of the donors just pulled out, and they, as you said before, they lost a lot of the donor data they had um, previously. What that um, means for people who don't know, what that means is all that data being scrambled, all that stuff being gone. What that means is they can't send out solicitation emails to people on their email list. Yep. they can't send. Out, <laughs> they can't fucking do anything without that data, except for try to new yeah. fundraising, which is all they've been trying to do is is fundraise for the next fundraiser because they need to rebuild yep. their data they need to start over yep i i am just absolute and then uh to see the the angela hiring her husband or fiance whatever it was at the time um that's one of those things that i don't understand hiding it because i don't think right. anyone would have cared based on her description of him he seemed qualified for the position Mm-hmm. So if 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 the, if why hide it? Why why not just say, hey, you know, my uh, my fiance is willing to come on board, help us out, uh, take a salary, but you know, it won't be the ridiculous salary. Uh, you know, it won't be a ridiculous salary, but he's going to take a salary. But he the hero's qualifications, he's good. I don't think anybody would care. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't think anyone would have had a problem with it, except for maybe the people who hate Angela, which apparently there are several. <laughs> but I mean, this whole—it's uh, just little shit like that. It's like why? It's, yeah, and it just keeps adding up. And I, you know, I, I debated on whether I wanted to bring this up, but I do think it's important. I do think it's very important. Uh, so the person who runs the Mises account, the the Mises Caucus account yes, on Twitter, I was wondering um, if you were going to bring this up. Yeah, I, I, I debated on whether I should or whether I want to, but I do feel like it's important. I do feel like I'd be wrong not to address it. Uh, so um, I, I don't even know if I want to like uh, give like their ad. You know, I don't want to dogpile them or unnecessary, sure, unnecessarily sure. or anything like that. Um, but like, uh, so this, this essentially, um, they are critical of the non-aggression principle they don't in fact they even explicitly said if they had their way they would just get rid of it from the libertarian platform um yeah if they had their way um that's not gonna happen for a number of reasons right and (laughs) also it's like it's the philosophical core of the ideology (laughs) right you can't just remove the bedrock of something and have that thing intact at the end uh that yeah, for one, that's that's sort of a red flag to me, right? And now again, look, the, it's not necessarily to say that I'm not trying to say that the Mises Caucus does itself; they don't support the non-aggression principle. But and he was very weird, clear, by the way, in saying that these are his yeah. positions, not those of the of the yes. MC broadly. That is correct. Yes, so I want to be clear about that. But it is a weird choice to me that the uh, the person you have running the account is very critical of the non-aggression principle. Because, like, if they are, I don't expect them on the Mises account to make, like, non-aggression principle arguments. Sure. Um, Well, I mean, here's the Uh, thing, too. I mean, this is the thing. I think it goes beyond critical. I think you and I are critical of the non-aggression principle. I think when we say it's it's not a complete ethic, it's not, it's not, it is, it works where it works, but it is not a, it is necessary, but not sufficient. I think that's a critique. I think this dude is just saying, no, 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 it's no good. We need to, we need to get rid of it. 
Right. That's you know fair. what I yeah. mean? Yeah. yeah. I, right. I think it goes beyond <laughs> right. critique at a point where you're just like, uh, yes. we should yeah, just dump right. the whole thing. And it's like, what? <laughs> right. Yeah, no, that's that's a that's that's a good point. Because he also posted a video uh, that was even more perplexing to me uh, of <laughs> Hans Hermann Hoppe <laughs> of of Hans Hermann Hoppe uh, giving a speech at PFS uh, Property Free, uh, Freedom Society, and basically he, the whole what Hoppe is saying, and here, here's what here's what the person we're talking about, the person who runs the Mises Caucus account, he was saying I have never been a non-aggression principle guy, mostly because I think too many people treat it like a hard and fast rule instead of a general good practice, uh, where it is fine, but I think Hoppe does a good job poking holes in it here, and the video uh, that he linked showing Hoppe supposedly poking holes in it Hoppe never once contradicts the non-aggression principle. In fact, <laughs> Hoppe asserts the non-aggression principle in talking about like what if you have like a bad neighbor, uh, and not bad in the the neighbor is aggressing, but just doing things you did find distasteful. Loud music, right? late Hoppe, night, that kind of thing. Yeah, and Hoppe is talking about like how uh, you know you can use social, you can ostracize this person uh, from, from your property, you can not interact with them, but you can also encourage your the wider society you're a part of to not interact with them either and socially ostracize them to get them to change their behavior. Right. Uh, to him, I guess that's poking holes in the nap somehow. I, I don't understand uh, in any reading of the non-aggression <laughs> principle how. Uh, because it's just like, here's the thing, man. I, I don't like to come across as like, a, you know, this like a finger wagging know-it-all. But I, I when I hear people talking about the non-aggression principle like this, I just want to say, I don't think you understand what you're actually critiquing here. Well, it's what you're right. actually... It's the, it's it, the, you're exactly right. And to a certain extent, it's like the, uh, I, I think I say in response, the Billy Madison bus driver meme, where it's like, Hoppe said it. It's no, he didn't. Uh, but can you imagine what it'd be like right. if he did? <laughs> right, right. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's it's so, but it's just I don't know. That to me, like, left a bad taste. Again, I we have to re- we have to reiterate that is not indicative itself of the Mises Caucus. That's just no. The person and he the was very clear now. about that. I want to say to his credit, to his credit, he was very clear yes. about the fact that no, yes. no, no, these are my positions. I'm not pretending to say this in support of the Mises Caucus. So this is this is not the Mises Caucus position. It's mine, and that's that is a good clarification yeah. to make. It's a fair clarification to make. And um and it's good that he made that clarification because he very easily could not have it. Yes. Um, yes. So yeah, I, I want to say that's to his credit, but um his, yeah. his position is not to um, his credit. <laughs> when I when I pointed out that it wasn't um that it you know Hoppe was not actually contradicting the non-aggression principle, he then uh, essentially said it was a semantic issue. He said, "Oh, you know, potato, potato, right?" Right. Um. And well, I'm like, what he well, said was an Archer gif of Archer well, saying potato yes. dildo. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes, yes, that's right. <laughs> uh, yes, that is correct. You did. I forgot about that. <laughs> what you said was 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 factually true. What I said was literally true. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, Anyway, he said, uh, um, I, I said, it's not just a semantic issue. Tapa did not poke, hose, poke, poke any holes in it. And he said, uh, he was just talking about the way you can uh, tackle like a uh, bad name 
something without using aggression. And he responded saying, I get that. I'm just saying, imagine how much faster it would be with it, with aggression. Uh, And I, and to be honest, I don't understand how you're just like, not, I I don't know. You're just a small government Republican or Democrat at that point. Uh, to me, uh, you know, and here's it's the thing like, too. This is an interesting thing about the value system, and this is a problem that I had yeah. with a lot of post libertarians and and Mises Caucus type of type of people. Um, this isn't to say in broad strokes all of them are like this, but I did notice a strain where these people are very high time preference. Um, yes, incredibly high time preference, like like right. broken mindedly so. And the the right. I think it's it's. It's it's just entirely encapsulated in that. Imagine how much faster it would be with it. Not more effective, not better. Right. But once faster. you can see that, once you can see that you're just in it for expedience, you just want these things to go away with expedience. Then it seems like you've just like thrown away the whole argument again. Like, yes. Like it, you know, because look, look. If you want, like you know, bad. Like if you want, like let's say you know, annoying people that you don't like off the street, and you're willing to use aggression, why not just send in the jackboots? Sure. <laughs> What's your limiting principle that says no? We shouldn't use the jackboots at that point. You know, uh, just send in the jackboots and get the. You know, assuming you know they work for you and they would, of course, never betray you because that's never happened. Before. Oh sure, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, uh, why not just send them in and get rid of all the people you don't like? No, all the undesirables. Seems that you. Just- yeah, yeah. So I, I don't want to spend too much more time on this, but it just that that to me is kind of like a red flag where it's just like, yeah, I can't really, you know, it's just, it's just it's weird. I I even said I, I hope the uh, Arizona and Mises Caucus uh, takes over because those guys Dude, are great. Whoever runs that, yeah, account whoever is great. runs the Arizona MC accounts, uh, an absolute baller because this this is somebody who's very very principled. Um, very principled. Yes, I, I appreciate I appreciate that account a lot. As a sort of representative of the idea that the, the Mises Caucus isn't of a mind on this shit. There's there's there are people who yes. are part of this who are incredibly principled libertarians, and and that's, that's one right. Of them. Yes, yeah, and and even the person I I'm you know kind of uh, critiquing here, uh, they've you know they've tweeted things from the Mises account that I think have been great, like a lot of anti-war stuff. So I yes. don't want to like absolutely. absolutely like dog on them here. Uh, but it is just, you know, I do think that's a sort of like an, uh, a very bad oversight that I think, you know, in the long run may like, you know, hurt the branding. Of, yes. Uh, well, it's not just the branding, but the but the sort of ver- the idea of it. I mean, this is the. That, yeah, yeah, that, that's more what I meant. But yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. That, that idea that you have. You have a thing here where your core sort of principle is th- is the non-aggression axiom, right? And yeah. then you have are you know are arguments that are broader than that, but but the, the non-aggression axiom is is the core of the thing. And if yes. what you're doing is you're giving up on gatekeeping people who don't believe that, right? Um right, right, yes. Th- then you are effectively just destroying it slowly because you're you right, are exactly. you're lopping the head off of this this organization that is supposed to serve a principle. <laughs> Right. Right. And I guess I guess that's a different way to see it, though, too, because there are people who see the LP as an organization that's supposed to serve a principle, whether or not it has political victory. And some people see the LP as an organization that's supposed to have political victory and do libertarianism incidentally. And and so maybe that's just a difference in how I see it. But but I, I do see the LP as being a principle first organization, or at least it should be. Yeah. I think that's also why, like, some people are critical of the LP's entire existence also, because they feel like, well, if, you know, 
you call yourself the libertarian party, libertarianism like means if we're going by the standard definition of what it means in American context. Uh, it is the non-aggression principle. Right. Um, so, uh, uh, and for some people, the people who see a libertarian party as a political apparatus uh, in in that sense, which is trying to win, and it's also trying to, you know, some people see that it's just disjointed. It's it's not going to work. And I think a lot of people, you know, have been famously critical of that, such as, you know, Konkin, right? Yes. Konkin is like kind of the titular example of the per- of the, the critical uh, person of the LP. Um, Absolutely. I, I, you know, as you said, right, some people just see it as, yeah. And look, look if you wanted to, like, uh, discard the, the nap from, like, the plank or something, right, um, that would, I think, attract more people to libertarianism. I do think you could get more people on board in the party who just, like, uh, didn't care principally about non-aggression. Yeah, but just, like, be, there would be small with government issues. Republicans no. in all likelihood, like, like, oh, yeah, like yeah, some of the people like, from the Mises Caucus are. <laughs> Yes. So I, I think it's it's in that sense. Yeah. If you're just thinking in a political minded sense, yeah, you're going to get more people, I think, if you start the nap um, yeah. uh, than trying to like, start, convince them of its validity. If you start, if you stop gatekeeping your thing, people who will show up who you will ultimately not yeah. like and or who will ultimately damage it. Yeah. I mean, these are right. this is this is the kind of. This is the reason that that um, that gatekeeping is good. I, I, you know, you live through yes. the period of time when everybody hates gatekeeping, and then you see the things that stop being gatekept start to suck. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, it's very. It's also interesting because it's like, um, uh, just as you said, gatekeeping is good because, like, if we just had a bunch of people, right? If you just wanted, like, if you just wanted to be popular and win elections, but you wanted to do it with like a certain liberty bent, then you could just be a Republican with certain, like, you know, uh, certain beliefs that are like divergent from Republicans just well, a little bit. You let's know? see. Let's check up on the GOPMC. Let's see how they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Are they are they still justifying the Kent State shooting? Let's find out. <laughs> Let's see. Let's check up on him. Oh man. Oh god. Yeah. You know. I'll. I'll, We can say this about the Mises Caucus. At least they're not the GOP Mises Caucus. Yeah. At Uh, least that that. is. You know. You got. You all. You guys always got that going for you. So. (laughs) Honestly, this is. It's. Uh, It is sad to see something that a lot of people had hope for crumble. Um, yeah, and I'm you know, I'm most sad for people like Scott Horton, right? Because yes. like Scott aligns himself with organizations that are strictly like trying to push anti-war stuff, and I think the Mises Caucus has done a very good job uh, compared, relatively speaking, to like the old guard, who barely uh, spoke about. It. I don't think they ever spoke about the war in Yemen, maybe one time ever. Yeah, um, you know, I think they've done a very good job of highlighting all these uh, you know horrible things going on um, across the world that the United States government is complicit in. Um, uh, to a greater degree, and I think you know, uh, like Scott Horn is, you know, he has done such great work, and you know, I'm, I'm saddest for him and people like that who just wanted uh, a, a political party that was strong enough that they could message these things on a national scale. Yes, um, I agree with you. I, I, and it's, it's also, I, I, I've, <clears throat> I, I do think though this. Uh, again, you know, giving them credit and then taking it away. Um, yeah. the, some of the tweets, like uh, not just tweets, uh, but some of the public messaging, um, where, yes, for example, yes. the guy, the guy from uh, the crypto scammer, I can't remember his name now, 
Um, <laughs> Do you know how little that narrows it down? Yeah, right? I know. Uh, well, the one who is supposed to be in prison, in jail now, well, he was he was let out of jail, and then he did another crypto scam, and they put him back in jail. Um, uh, whose name I forget. But he was... Uh, they tweeted out the picture Baker of him Freeze? as the... Yes! Yes. Oh, right. Yes. And they, they tweeted out the picture of him as the happy merchant. Yeah. And then yeah, Angela I'm said, glad uh, we have no idea what that is. Bullshit. Yeah. I don't fucking believe <laughs> I don't believe that. I, yeah, I don't believe that for a second. Nobody um, believes you. And here's the thing. Yeah. That, a, a, a thing like that, again, I don't know any of these people personally. I don't know if they're actually bigoted. But something like that might be a fine joke in your group chat. Um, but it's not, uh, for public consumption. <laughs> there are, so I, I'm glad you brought this up because this was going to be the next thing I like segued into, um, the messaging, right? Because like, remember the, many of the critiques, many, when the Mises caucus was first uh, coming about, uh, and they were, crit- they were critiquing the old LP for its messaging. I completely agreed with them. I thought the old LP was uh, very reckless uh, at best. Right. And at mo- and, you know, at worst, they were trying to appease. They seemed like they were trying to appease DC think tanks in order to become like a, almost like a popularity type thing. Not just right? that, but they were uh, also the, the old L- the LP prior to the MC takeover was an LP that was functionally courting the left in the way that the LP of the 90s courted the right. It was. Yeah, they were they were playing the same game, but to the other side. And, 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 and that's one of the issues is that the MC is a pendulum swing response to that. As yes, much as it is right. anything Instead, else. Right. I don't see it. Like, uh, again, I think the MC has done very good things. I don't see its messaging as principally libertarian in the sense that I, I don't, I, I think they step outside the bounds of what libertarianism is when they promote it, uh, which is, again, which is fine for, like, if you're, a per, if you're just like some person, yeah, you don't have to be just a libertarian, obviously. But if you're promoting, like, a, a libertarianism, claiming to, I feel like you should kind of stay within the boundaries and not uh, try yeah, to unnecessarily alienate people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so do you remember when they took over and they removed the, like the bigotry uh, plank, the anti-bigotry plank from the LP? Yes. Uh, because they said, because the, uh, the argument for this, because, okay, so pro, for people who don't know, prior uh, with the L, the old guard LP, uh, there was an anti-bigotry plank, which said like with the, Libertarian Party uh, uh, rejects bigotry, like racism, sexism, as irrational and repugnant, something to that degree. Yes. Um, um, and the uh, the Skog has removed it uh, ostensibly because that had nothing to do with libertarianism. And it's correct. That, that was the argument that was made, was that that has nothing yes. to do with libertarianism, which is true. And, and it, that, that is a, uh, completely true, right? Uh, you know, you can be a libertarian and a bigot. Um, that's, Didn't Spike uh, that, Cohen that save... A little bit of that, though, didn't didn't Spike Cohen in particular um, actually save some language that um, was more libertarian? He said something. It was something on the lines of uh, of of respect for the individual, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think he did. I, I I I'm blanking on the specifics, but I think he did, right? Yeah, and I, I do think like that. you could make an argument. I do think you can make an argue a good argument. In fact, a necessary argument 
that you know types of collectivism uh, that's incompatible with like individualism right yes so you're like an right. individualist through and through and like, I, I remember uh, thinking like that spike's version is better i, I remember thinking that actively yeah. because it was like that's yeah that's more in line with like libertarian principles as part of part of what the party stand, right. should stand for right but when when the plank was removed it's like okay yeah that's fine but then <laughs> That's the uh, thing is, but then, started, <laughs> but then but wait, there's more. Um, but then they started talking about wokeism uh, uh, quite a bit. Yes, and they started, and I, I think so. I correct me if I, I so I don't know if you know this or I don't know if you remember where this is from. But I and I, I can't remember. Um, but I specifically remember Dave Smith. It might have been in a recent debate he did. I don't remember. I believe it was Dave Smith, and I'm so sorry if I got this wrong. Someone correct me uh, like when they listen, if they know um, where this came from. I'm almost positive Dave Smith said that wokeness was the most dangerous threat to liberty. And I remember sitting there, oh my God. and I'm just like, man, what happened? Jesus like, what, Christ. I, I just wanted to, like, it's one of those things where it's like, you're just so disappointed at a certain point that you can't feel anything anymore. Yeah. Uh, and, like, man, in the same way that, you know, you know, the anti-bigotry plank has nothing to do with libertarianism, whether someone is woke or not has nothing to do with libertarianism either. You know what I mean? Right. It, it, or if like, you want to talk about, I mean, this is the thing. If you want to have an argument about the illiberalism of, of that sort of ideology, right? I think you can do that yeah. fairly. But... Uh, you, uh, there, there's something so fucking cringe about just slapping the word when, woke but, on something you don't like. Yeah, but also you can't say that when the whole point was to say that libertarianism is not liberalism. Right. And that's why the bigotry plank was removed. So if you want to talk about how illiberal like wokeness is, you can't do that after you've already made the bed of, hey, the Libertarian Party, you know, is, uh, does not make any stance, does not take any stance on uh, you know, uh, these culture war issues. Or, yeah. 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 So honestly, that has been really disappointing uh, to me personally. And it's, it's just such a thing where it's like, man, I, I don't know if they can't see it. Uh, maybe it's like for, to them, it's a, maybe in their mind, uh, this is just a neutral position, but like, I can't see the Mises caucus as not cow towing and trying to pull in more right wing uh, people uh, again. Uh, no, absolutely. It's a pendulum swing response to the Libertarian Party, yes. uh, the former Libertarian yeah. Party, attempting to uh, to coalition build with the left. That the DMC just responded to that, trying to coalition build with the right, which is yeah. the fucking problem. I've argued this for years. Yes. Yeah, fusionism was the uh, the worst mistake of all time. Yes, with the Libertarian Party, and the fact uh, that people think it and fucking it, worked. It, it, yeah, <laughs> um, it was bad, and it continues to be bad, and it doesn't matter what side uh, people are, like, kowtowing to. Uh, it, it's just bad. Like, it, it's so, like, uh, like to me, if, if, I don't know, my ideal version of a libertarian party would literally be just to focus, find out what is the worst aggression going on currently right now, and just push that hard. Hammer. And not only do that, not and not just that, don't be, like, a negative Nancy talking about downer things all the time promote things that are helping people's lives and like how freedom helps people's lives promote technology charities like volunteerism in action yeah promote all these different things all these aspects let a like let a thousand uh you know promote um 
uh, as I said, like technology that's helping people's lives that wouldn't exist without certain levels of freedom in a, in a country or right. something like that. And just show that, hey, libertarianism is a positive message uh, because here's the thing. Uh, when you act, there, there's a certain type of like alienation that's inevitable, right? Principled alienation, like it, right? There's no, we will not budge on the non-aggression principle, and if that alienates you, too bad. But right. when you take up culture war issues, you are going to needlessly alienate people when you do not need to. Yes, and that I think is awful. Well, especially like, when you, you take up not... culture war issues in an extreme degree. Like this is one of the things that I noticed yeah. that all of the MCB guys were doing is something like they couldn't get behind the idea. And this is just an example. They couldn't get behind the idea of like, uh, they couldn't argue against, uh, like maybe, okay. Something like this. Okay. And this is a big topic, whatever. I don't really want to dig into it. It in particular, it's it's an example of what I'm trying to say. The they couldn't say public schools should not be teaching kids that they are trans, right? They couldn't mm-hmm. just say that. They had to turn it into a, a, a discussion about trans people generally. Yes, yes, they could not help themselves. <laughs> it had to become. They had to start saying things that that are just generally negative about trans people existing, which is, regardless of whether or not you agree with the decision, it's a decision of an adult, right? Uh, and again, again, I, I go back to the anti-bigotry plank. It was removed because, ostensibly, it has nothing to do with libertarianism. Right, right. right? So, and that just falls flat to me. That reasoning falls flat when you go when the libertarian Mises caucus goes out there and starts talking about things that has nothing to do with libertarianism yeah i agree like why not just like obviously the plank was i don't think the plank was removed necessarily uh because it has nothing to do with libertarianism i think another reason it was removed is that they just disagreed with it they, it wasn't they disagreed right, with its existence not, yeah not because yeah. it's not libertarian but because there's a a a there are a number of people who just disagreed with it as a as a uh, as a statement. Yes, yes, because obviously, if you disagreed with it on principle of that it doesn't conform to libertarianism necessarily, um, well, then you, why are you then promoting or talking about a bunch of things that also to it that also like just don't conform? Right, know? it's it's backwards. Yes, and and just like that, I think you can. I think there is something to be said by libertarianism about for example just like public schools telling kids that they're trans right i think i think there mm-hmm. is something to be said about that from a libertarian position but it doesn't expand to talking about trans people as a whole it's limited to that circumstance right. because you have a lot of things conflating there you have public schools and kids right um yeah. children who can't consent to things so you you have mm-hmm. a you you have a bunch of things sort of conflating there that don't apply when you're talking about trans people right. in a general sense and yet many of them and this is not true of all of them this is not true certainly I never saw anything like this from the Arizona MC account I never saw any of this from from a lot of them mm-hmm. but there was a portion who could not fucking help themselves and they had to turn it into a discussion about whether or not being trans is legitimate you can have that conversation among yourselves but not as an official um, statement from an official yeah. uh, Twitter account or newsletter or whatever from the LP or from a part of the LP. You yeah. can't, it, it, you, you can't <laughs> do that 
And then, as you said, Ace, talk about how, well, this other thing has nothing to do with libertarianism, so we have to get rid of it. <laughs> right. Yes. It's uh, it's quite mind boggling to me. And, and truthfully, I, I think if you're if your position and I'm not saying this is the entire Mises caucus's position, but I, I would suspect that it, it might be that if you believe that wokeness is the greatest threat to liberty, to me, that's just kind of a disqualifying statement immediately. Like, I don't think you're serious, uh, truthfully, about yeah. this whole libertarian business. Uh, when you know when the pedal hits the metal, as uh, yeah, Benny would say, as ben Shapiro, um, yeah. I, I think uh, it's just like I, I don't think that, I just don't. I, it's hard for me to take them seriously. Um, it's like like look on the public school thing, right? Um, there are many things uh, people uh, like uh, parents may disagree with their children being taught. To me, the libertarian, if I was in that position, I would say, hey, if you're a person and you don't like what, uh, you know, your children are being taught, this is why you should support your children not being forced to go to exactly. school. Exactly. The, 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 the extent of it is like, is like, oh, you don't like the fact that public schools are telling kids that they're trans. Well, uh, we don't want there to be public schools. And so that can't happen. Right. <laughs> right. You should always loop it back around. To the actual aggression taking place. Right. Um, right. Like, <laughs> again, if you're, again, here's the thing. I, I'm not, I want to be clear. I'm not expecting uh, you as a person, like a human being who is a libertarian. I'm not expecting them not to have cultural beliefs. No, of course not. I am saying if you're representing the libertarian party on an official account, you don't have to say, you don't have to engage in this at all. Like, right. you can just always loop it back around to the aggression, the thing that your party is opposed to. Yes. Um, ostensibly. Um, <laughs> yes, I, I and, agree. I, I agree wholly. There's no, there yeah. is no reason for the LP, an, an official LP sort of um, uh, uh, affiliated account or newsletter or whatever to take a stance yeah. on some of these things beyond if you have a problem with this, uh, yeah, our answer is we get rid of the public schools. So there you go. Yeah. Solved. Right. Like yeah. that's, that's as far uh, as it needs to go. You don't need to have a conversation about the legitimacy of trans identity. You don't, it's right. not relevant. Right. <laughs> yeah. You don't at all. Like not whatever, not whatsoever. Uh, so <laughs> it's, it's so just I don't know, man. It's my volume because it seems so like common sense and intuitive to me that yeah, why this is like the same critiques I have right now for the music caucus are the same critiques I had for the old LP just in the other direction. Uh, it's the same yes. thing. I'm, I'm making the same point. It's just uh, uh, like switching sides. <laughs> it's, I mean, look, uh, I, I've said forever that the the positions the Libertarian Party should take should be the most radical Libertarian position in all things. And if and if they did right. that. If they did that, they would they would be functionally trying to carve out an identity as a real third uh, a real third position that you can have with regard to a lot of these issues. You 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 wherein you your your response to this is is not just there should be a law, right? That's that's one of the core problems. Yes. And if libertarianism and decided that it wanted to have its own identity instead of trying to glom onto existing political uh, political ideologies. Um, I think it would be more successful, but what the fuck do I know? I guess here's the thing: it's hard to be less successful than this fucking LP right now, given the leaks. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Um, it's. <laughs> I was just thinking, right? Because like you, you talk about like um, like there's no need to like unnecessarily like alienate people, um, like just by bringing up like you know trans identity. 
and I was just thinking, think about like how much more successful it is, like how much more freedom it promotes. Uh, like three D printed weaponry, three D printed yes. guns promotes, right? And do you know how many like uh, like gun makers and people three D printed gun enthusiasts identify as trans? There are many oh, of it's them. It's a massive community. Um, Massive. And they are not unnecessarily alienated by the 3D printer. And yet it's promoting a lot of freedom. Isn't yes. that crazy? Yeah. And, so and there's no the need too. to unnecessarily alienate. Even, even uh, it can go one step further. They're not unnecessarily alienated by the rest of the 3D printing community. Or the rest that's of the right. 3D printed gun community. It's, it's, that's the, right. The 3D printed gun community has a position. And that is, we like 3D printing guns, and we think you should too. That's the position. That's the whole of the position. Right. If there's somebody from, there can be, uh, there's there's guys like me involved. There's people who are hardcore and caps. There's right wingers. There's guys with, uh, Mm -hmm. there's people, trans people with John Brown gun club stickers, man, all over the fucking place. And yet, it doesn't matter, because 3D printing guns (laughs) is about 3D printing guns. Right. Yes, it's about the freedom to own the weaponry. It is about the freedom yes. to create the weaponry and own it, and nothing else matters. Yes, that is and, it. And the people who are assholes about stuff like that get run out. Nobody wants right. them involved. And there are there have been right. arguments in chats and things like that with these guys that have sprung up. Mm-hmm. And people people's argument. Someone comes in and says, "Y'all, that's not what we're fucking about." Right. Take it to a private chat. Take yeah. it somewhere else. That's not what we're about. We're about 3D printing yeah. guns. Right. And I really yeah. think that the LP could do with a little bit of that self-fucking control. And self-policing as a community. Right. Yes. <laughs> like, it, it really is just, like, it's so uh, frustrating to me that you can see this. And I think this is uh, really, like, the speaks to the success of the 3D printed gun community. That you can have all these disparate communities and groups, uh all united around hey there are a lot of dangerous people out there and a lot of dangerous people who wear badges and are in the government and i want to have the ability to protect myself in case i the government comes after me or my group yes uh, and they start targeting me um i want to know that i can have the safety here and the fact that the lp cannot capitalize on this the fact that they cannot uh do this to such an extent where they cannot unnecessarily alienate people is frustrating to me. And I'm not an LP member. I don't care. The whole thing could burn down tomorrow. Probably already has. Um, oh, yeah. No, it's, but, it's actively burning uh, down. <laughs> yeah. And I, I really wouldn't care. In fact, I, I'm almost, uh, and I have been a bully for a while. I do at this point think maybe it's good if it just goes away. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. all these other disparate things just rise up. Well, like if all you, these, you know, people, people who can, are, I think there's a problem in the LP that is the same kind of problem that, that happened with crypto. And that is that there are speculators mm-hmm. who do not care about the core ethos who uh-huh. are in there to try and, uh, and gain something for themselves, whether it's political right. power for their own ideology, whether it's money, whatever it may be. There are people there who aren't there for the right reasons. And if you burn it the yep. fuck down, they have to leave. That's, that's yeah. sort of the thing. Right. And then you can rebuild if you want to from what's left or don't. Who cares? But that's sort of the yeah. that's that's the problem with it now, as I see it. Yeah, but like on a, you know, in the same way, like on a, uh, if you have a national party, right, um, I feel like, uh, this is just my opinion, I feel like, and I've, I'm repeating myself at this point, but I feel like it should be your 
job to not unnecessarily alienate people yes. would otherwise be amenable to you. That alienate seems like the a, right obvious. people. Yeah, alienate the people who are uh, who like aggression or who or you know you know maybe even not that maybe you can try to convince them. I'm not even saying alienate the people who are not with you. Um, but uh, you should not at, at ever alienate people unnecessarily. I think yes. that is a very just common rule that you should just abide by. You don't need to do it. Uh, <laughs> um, and it's I don't know. And I think it speaks to like the success of like all these different communities, right? The, the people who are in like, for example, uh, you know, if you want to talk, I, I feel like the LP would be so much more successful if they just if all they were were almost like a promotion account, like they promoted all these different things, like yes. uh, uh, you know, here's how you know the uh, free market uh, in robotics has helped people's lives. Or here's how, you know, 3D printed guns yes. or Bitcoin or, you know, all these different te- encryption, all these different technologies have helped people's lives. And here's how you can get involved and here's how you can better your own life and, and yes. yourself. Talking and about like things that. like oh. IPFS, talking about things like 3D printing, yeah. talking about things like, you know, it, it, Scott Horton's anti-war stuff, talking about things, all of yes. this being a you're right, being a promotion account for this is shit we believe in. Would be and this so is much real world things effective. now. Yes. Real world things now that you can do to better your life and better yeah. the lives of other people. Um, I and, agree. You know, all of these things. I, the LP would be so much better. It would. I, I would not cringe uh, every time I, you know, saw a post. Um, yeah, I just like because there are so. Here's the thing, right? Um, it's very easy to like, uh, uh, you know, talk about all the bad stuff the government is doing and stuff like that. But here's like, but I don't see a lot of posts about like, hey, here's how you can better your life right now. Here's how you can be more secure in the future. And, uh, you know, that's how you end up blackpilling people is just by being overly negative. But if you can provide a sort of, um, if you can provide an example of just like, of, of something that's, uh, not even necessarily uplifting or inspiring, but it doesn't have to be, you know, all that and just more real, you know what I mean? To, to no, something that people well, can I, use in their real can, lives. Right. And I think like the mundane examples of, of things that better people's lives can be inspiring. Yes, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't absolutely. have to be like overly gratuitous or whatever. Uh, you, or, you know, you can just show that, Hey, uh, this thing helped this person, right? And just like showing that, like how free markets make all of our lives better. Yes. And just like look at the increase in technology, and it could be anything. It could be like you know a paraplegic or something getting robotic limbs or something like that. Just something like that that you wouldn't even expect that a libertarian necessarily would talk about. But something to show that hey, the freedom is good. The ability to make technology and the better the the ability to like control your own body and to be able to like you know better your own life having the right to do that uh makes all of our lives better yes and, and the fact that uh, you know just uh, promoting those positive influences and how you know uh the free market is great we the, you know it, we live in one of the greatest times technology technologically ever uh, and well, we obviously do uh, yeah so and that's uh, not to say from my position and i'll speak for myself that's not to say <laughs> for me that they can't post the body cam next time there's a cop shooting because that's important too Oh yeah, like that. I hundred percent agree. I, yeah, but just trying to trying to keep it on fucking target. <laughs> just yeah. like what does libertarianism stand for? These but things. Also, 
Yeah, right. Or, or maybe like right after they post the body cam underneath the post, they can show how, hey, here's how, you know, you can more uh, you can, uh, you know, here's some like good tips for interacting with police officers. Filming the or, cops, you know, those, something those like a- that. The ACLU so, right. apps that will film it for you and then upload <laughs> yeah. it like all that stuff should right. be promoted by the LP. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but they fucking don't. Yeah. I shouldn't say that. There are some that do run their account that way. There yeah. are some affiliates. There are some people who do run their account that way. And I, I, I thank them for doing that because they're doing it the right way, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but that I, I don't see the relevance or the help in a Sam Bankman freed happy merchant meme. I just don't. And I no. don't see yeah. how like, it helps to lie about it either. Right. Right. And also, uh, I... I don't know. Man. Some people will just say things in order to get outrage. And it's like, okay, but, but, but why? You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. well, just do that on your own account. Why are you doing that from an official LP account? And I wouldn't even, I'm not even saying that harsh messaging shouldn't be allowed. I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't mind an LP oh, yeah. account that posts an officer down star under something like oh, that. Yeah. That wouldn't bother me. No, I'm me. fine with that. Just the more, no, that just wouldn't bother more me radically libertarian. Stop yeah. trying to make other people fucking happy. They don't like you, and they never will. Right. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> I I don't know how many... It's almost like the, like an eternal tragedy of libertarians, the ones who are like really involved in politics. They always want to ally with like the right and left, and then they get backstabbed, and they're like, how could this happen? Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's yeah. just like... <laughs> Absolutely. It's just like you need them more than they need you. How how do you not understand this? Do you know what I mean? Like Yeah, and the simple <laughs> fact is it's a duopoly. They don't need you. They have no incentive to let you on the stage. They 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 they, they don't and they don't need to kowtow to you. Every now and then you're gonna get blamed for a spoiler vote. Who gives a fuck? It doesn't make a difference long term and it never has. The it's only, been happening since the I've only been born and it's never mattered. The only good thing about the LP is that they get blamed spoiler votes and exactly. then they can, uh, lick the salty tears of the people. That's exactly right. I don't understand this desire to be liked by people who fucking hate you. Stop I just, it. Like, I'm sorry. I, I don't know. I, I talked. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. I appreciate it. I really. I, I think I like, I don't know. I've talked about this before in other places, but man, I, I like Konkin just continues to be right. In yeah. my view. Yeah. Uh, truly. Uh, absolutely and, like I, I i don't know man i i like conkin gets uh, like you know uh, there's some things about conkin you can like laugh at like you know i, I think conkin's belief about like you know how agorism can defeat the state or a little bit over like overblown sure and stuff like that sure but but agorism as a way to like make your own life better i think is just indisputable in the sense that hey a lot of these things and i don't mean like i i, I, I want to be clear I don't mean like go out and just do illegal activity, like illegal, like black market activity, because you're going to put yourself at risk. So I'm not advocating that. Um, Illegalism works for the people for whom it works, but it's not something I would tell people to do because it's, it's just so dangerous. Yep. I exactly. But there are, but the fact that, you know, the ability to get products that better your life that are not necessarily government sanctioned, is just like a win, and and we see this with mar- We saw this with marijuana prior to its legalization, right? This is right. what spurred its legalization. It, it didn't become legalized necessarily uh, uh, prior to its social acceptance. It, the social acceptance happened because everyone was just using it, and if more and more people, learned, okay, this is okay. This is 
the evil thing I thought it was, and then it became lies. Right. It, it wasn't. A, it, it didn't. It wasn't like a reverse. Um. Uh. In large part, anyway. And, and so it just seems like to me that, uh, like, whenever you get like libertarians in politics, you run this risk of like legitimizing the system in some way, unless you're just your messaging is just so radically against. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, or people who you're gonna and, like, they're they're gonna turn on you immediately. I mean, yeah, the the, right. the idea that I mean, if you're a libertarian, let's say you're a libertarian party, and let's say you're all about this anti-war shit. You think the conservatives are going to like you? Right. Yeah. I mean, you want to get rid of you want to get rid of uh, social safety nets and public schools and things like that. You think the you think the left is going to like you? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand yeah. it. I just don't. Yeah. And that's. And that's not to say I'll speak for me. That's not to say you can't make like uh, coalitions on single policy issues or something. No, that you we, care well, about we talked that, about that with the anti-war thing. Yeah. Scott Horton uh, working with fucking right. Caitlin Johnstone on that shit. Like, yeah, yeah, they agreed on that issue, and so they held a rally, and that's good. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think that's perfectly fine. But don't assume that hey, these people are going to be my through and through allies all the way through. You know, uh, no, no, you agree just, on the one thing, uh, and you can try and get yeah. that one thing done. Yeah, you can shake hands and depart after that. Yeah. Uh, but you're not going to align on other issues. And the entirety uh, so of the media is going to call you a Russian agent. Right, yes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, That's another I, thing that just, fucking made me angry, dude, was all these mm-hmm. fucking, all the left libertarians who were celebrating all this stuff going on with the MC and stuff. And I was celebrating it too, but I just find it entertaining. Um <laughs> <laughs> But the, all the all the left libertarians were something when that when that Scott Horton thing came up, they were all like, "Oh yeah, him, he's a fucking Russian agent," and his his oh, uh, yeah. and talking can't, about can't bringing bringing his wife into it and talking about all this. Sh- and I'm just like, uh, "You guys are fucking." Now I remember why I don't like you, motherfuckers. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's always a, a case of like uh, if you look at Scott Horton's history. Scott has always opposed every single war that has happened since he's been a libertarian. Yeah. So, like, like the fact that, uh, yeah, like, here's the thing, right, on the whole issue. Like, some people seem to think that if you show, like, the some of the leading causes of the war, some like the leading event, the events of the war, and you show how this was instigated by certain people, uh, they seem to think that you're running cover. Uh, yeah, like for Russia or something like both things can be true. It can be true that Russia uh, should is wrong to invade Ukraine. Obviously, from a libertarian perspective, that is going to kill a lot of innocent people. So that's no bueno, right? Uh, yes, just off the jump. Yeah. So yes, Russia can be an aggressor. Um, and it can still be true that uh, the United States and other uh, powers in the region instigated this. Yes. Um, it, right. So that, that both those things can be true. And also Ukraine, obviously, uh, is violating people's rights as well. So they're not the good guy either. No. Uh, so, it, it, and, and the whole thing, I mean, it goes back to a certain extent to like, and, and there's questions about the legitimacy of the secession, all this other stuff. But I mean, Ukraine right. didn't let regions peacefully secede that wanted to. Right. And so at that point, it's like, well, I mean, yeah, I guess I, I, I hate Lincoln for the same fucking reason. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. This is there's a yeah. lot. There's plenty it's, of blame to go around. You're not taking anything from anyone else if you no. assign blame where it belongs. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, the whole like, you know, uh, 
I don't know, just like yeah, I, I don't like the left libertarians either. Uh, they're they're very like hawkish, which to me, if you're a left libertarian, that's like the worst thing you can be. <laughs> like I don't, uh, I do not understand people who do not like Scott Horton. I don't get it. I mean, if you yeah. find his and, if you find his Scott personality Horton, grading fine, that's one thing. But if you're disagreeing with him from a principal position, it's like why? And also, Scott Horton is probably the most left libertarian in there associated with Mises Caucus. Oh yeah, <laughs> probably so. Like, you know what I mean? So. It, it's just it, that's weird to me and also like the left libertarian obsession with like democracy as well as some type of legitimate form of government and then uh you know uh, being pro-war is just insane to me like the democracy yeah. stuff that at least makes more sense to me from their perspective but the the, the, the pro-war stuff is just wild it's so weird um, it's bug nutty there's yeah. no there's uh, no support for it there's nothing there's nothing libertarian about it no uh but but yeah i I don't know. This whole thing basically boils down to, uh, I, I'm I'm kind of glad this. Uh, you know, I, again, I think the Mises Caucus. I want to. Read, I think the Mises Caucus has done very good things in comparison to the old guard. I think they promoted yes. war, uh, promoted like the evils of war very effectively. Um, I think they've done a lot of good things, and I'm not trying to take that away at all. Um, well, the, you know, the, the more they, yeah, absolutely. I, I I'm 100 agree. The more with they that. act like Scott Horn, the more I like them. Uh, that's that's my opinion, uh, uh, position on the Mises Caucus, um, but ultimately, yeah, I, I don't think uh, some of their um, promotion or not not that promotion, the ways they appear, the way they promote themselves, I should say, but they position uh, themselves. Right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just been unnecessarily alienating to people. Because look, look, if you're a per- look, just at base level, right? At base level, it doesn't matter if you have the correct political opinions. If you present yourself in a way where you alienate a certain group of people uh, because, you know, you you made some, like, culture war comment on them, something yes. like that. Even if you have the correct opinions, they're not going to be wanted, wanting to associate with you. No, not at all. You know, like, <laughs> so... And- and honestly, I don't think they should. <laughs> like, if, no, you if, made it like, very clear you don't like, want them. Right. Like, uh, if your critique, like, if you're coming across as, like, uh, you're just deriding people uh, when you don't need to be, yeah, why why, why would they support you? You know, if you're making comments that are indistinguishable from what a right-winger would say, then, yeah, they're not, they're, they're just going to assume you're just some Republican, yeah. you know, you're just well, Republican. The sad thing is, like when you have these people trying to give a rightward bent to the Libertarian Party, a lot of them are just Republicans. And that's not to say yeah, that they yes. all are, but there's a lot of them that are. Um, yeah. And that's, that's, that's one of the things that's difficult to parse with regard to stuff like this. I mean, just like this, you got somebody who's against the NAP, who's taking a right-wing stance, and they're calling themselves a libertarian, <laughs> yeah. or, a, or a representative of a libertarian-affiliated organization. Sorry, bud, bud you, need to, you need to go to where you belong. <laughs> but it ain't right. here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I just... It's just, like, disappointing because, like, I know people who, like, personally, right, who might be very amenable uh, to libertarianism, but because they feel like there are certain, like, cultural elements that the Libertarian Party is, like, ha- is tied to, like, baggage-wise, sure. they feel like they it would never it would never work for them, right? Because they just uh, feel unnecessarily alienated. By it, right? So that makes it so much harder for like people who are actually trying to convince other people, uh, you know, of libertarianism in the best light. 
that makes it very hard to be convincing because it's like, yeah, you're you're telling me this, but the official party, uh, you know, hates me or something like right. that, or you know, just uh, you know, or is uh, antagonistic at the very least. Yes, antagonistic is a good word uh, for it. Yeah, I would like yeah, to see so somebody actually explain what happened when the post-libertarians left right after the takeover, because the the, the a lot of the post-libertarians were were behind the Mises Caucus because of its rightward bent, but and they they uh, thought it was for them. Um, before they were, I feel like they left. Oh, before, oh, you mean before they were post-libertarians? Yes, before they were post-libertarians. And then, and then like the takeover and the post-libertarian breakaway from the, the, from calling themselves libertarian at all sort of happened at the same time or very close in time. Um, I feel like, I feel like the post-libertarians came about before the takeover though. They did. Um, you're right. They did. You're, you're, no, you're correct. They did. I don't know if that adds anything. I would, that was just side, but I just but. find it like, like if, if, if that was, I, I just, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm still confused by the motives of the post libertarians because the, I know that there were many of them who were big Mises Caucus people. And then it feels like at least right before the takeover, they just like abandoned ship. Well, the, I think the motives of the post libertarians are very clear. They just hate liberals and they want to uh, use state violence against them uh, uh okay yeah uh, well that's true yeah <laughs> I mean, well I, I mean i'm kind of tongue-in-cheek here but i i think that that was the vibe i get from a lot of them and and, yeah. and, and, and well what that manifest is uh them defending the kent state shooting uh that's what that manifests. Jesus christ you know, is I, I i just i have no words yeah Ugh. people just can't fucking think can't fucking think um yeah. Or, or they, they can, I think this, they can, they choose to be retarded. <laughs> they could think, yeah. they could think, mm-hmm. but they're choosing to be retarded. Oh yeah. Which is worse. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, all right, man. Uh, anything else you wanted to say about that? Cause the, uh, I'm I'm just I'm just interested. I, I want to see where the LP goes from here, man. And I wonder if they will finally take uh, our advice and start behaving like libertarians instead of right wingers or left wingers or whatever else they whoever else yeah. they want to like them that week. Yeah. Right. And again, I I, I do want to be clear. I if you're like a libertarian and you have more right wing bent or you have more of a left wing bent, that's fine. Uh, yeah, there's nothing wrong again, with that. There's a difference between there's a difference between being in a personal space and representing the party. Uh, to me. <laughs> yes, yes. And here's the thing, those conversations, we've had conversations along those lines. We've had conversations yeah. on this show about things that aren't libertarianism, about things that are related or ancillary or things that are yeah. totally unrelated, yeah. but but still, it, but, but we still will have these conversations. There's it, nothing wrong with it. Right. In fact, I, I want to say, like, my personal advice to a person and uh, how I would want them to be act in a in a public official manner is actually completely opposite. I don't I don't think you should just be a libertarian as a human being. I think that would you're, that's very dull. And you're boring. incredibly boring uh, if that's uh, you. If you're representing, <laughs> yes, if you're representing the party, that is what I want you to be. Actually, yes. I do. I want you to be radical, but I want you to stay within your lane. Yes, uh, I agree. I agree. There's nothing wrong with and there's and honestly, this is again to that guy's credit who runs the uh, the the MC Arizona. Twitter account. Uh, yeah. Uh, the not the Arizona one, the, oh. the main one. Oh, um, oh, sorry. To his credit, him saying, "No, no, no, this is my personal position. This isn't the position, the position of the that MC." Is, that's very. 
Right. That's the right way to handle that. Absolutely the right yep. way to handle that. I and there's nothing that. against him for that. That is totally fine. Yep. That's very respectable. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Nothing wrong with it at all. These conversations can absolutely be had, just not on an official branded, branded, yeah. not through an official branded channel that's related to the ideology. Just having the conversation yeah, he, apart from that is appropriate. In my experience, the best uh, like MC affiliate accounts are the Arizona and Tennessee ones. I haven't seen the Tennessee one post too much, but I, they, haven't, or they haven't been across my feet, I should say. But the, those two I remember are very good. Uh, Arizona in particular. You can almost kind of feel the way that some of the affiliates have been um, uh, uh, demoralized Started? because they're coming across my feet sure. a lot less. Like It's, it's yeah. almost like there's and nobody also, doing anything outside of Arizona. Also been, and, yeah. yeah. What? what? I was saying the, the Arizona one from my scene is also somewhat critical of it of them too. So yes, like, absolutely. You can kind of see that in real time. Yeah, yeah. And but then there's the like, what 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 are the accounts? There's the main account, the MC account. Uh, there's the New Hampshire one, and that's like mm-hmm. it as far as the ones that are really often that are just tweeting very often and really trying to get yeah. messaging of some kind out there. Um, Arizona mm-hmm. is a little bit. Uh, uh, and they're they're different from those other ones in a in, yeah. in a pretty substantial way, but I don't really see a lot of other state accounts doing that. Uh, there's a couple of caucus accounts that tweet. There's the radical and the sober, um, mm-hmm. are a couple of caucus accounts that tweet, and I recommend following them. Actually, so, they're pretty cool. The sober, the sober account is great. Oh, uh, the sober that, caucus that, rocks. It's a great caucus. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. The sober caucus is awesome. Um, and it's especially awesome. It's a very supportive place. I've seen people go there who are sober or they're trying to get sober or clean yeah. and they're and that and go there for support so if that's you hit them up because they're incredibly supportive yeah. people over there um so yeah that's that's absolutely worth it uh but yeah it just i don't it just feels like it feels like these are the death throes of this organization does that make sense i i 100 percent agree yeah couldn't have happened to a better guy. And truthfully, <laughs> and truthfully, I am completely fine if the LP completely burns down. Uh, truthfully, I I, yep. I go I've I've gone back and forth about this, right? Because I I'm not sure how much the LP has actually spread liberty. I'm sure it has to a degree, right? I'm sure like the fact that the Libertarian Party exists, like like woke people up to the fact that hey, there's an ideology like this. I, I'm sure that's true. I agree. Yeah. I'm not sure on net. How many people? I think uh, all is, other like, things being equal, having it is better yeah. than not having it. But having it in certain yeah. ways is probably uh, not not preferred over not having it at all. I think I think having the LP in its current I, form yeah. is 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 worse than not having it at all. I agree. Yeah. But all other things being equal, I'd love to. I'd love for there to be a libertarian party. Mm-hmm. I, I, oh, it's hard because I want to agree with that, but then the fact that they do post anti-war content makes it hard for me to say that. Uh, at the same time, it's, I, I don't know. That. It's yeah, but yeah, I understand that. But but it, that doesn't take away from all the people they're alienating away right. uh, by some of the other stupid stuff. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I think. I, I think. Hmm. I don't know. I say that, but you know, running Bill fucking Weld on the ticket, like that's not particularly interesting or invigorating. Like I'm not. Uh, uh, 
I think you're right. I think all they've really done that's of value is the anti-war stuff. Because there's the rest I mean, of it's, it's just been on autopilot since the 90s. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, it's impossible to say, right? We're just speculating from armchairs here because, like, we don't know how many people learned about libertarianism and then became a libertarian because they knew they heard about the Libertarian Party. That's entirely possible and probable in many cases. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, you're right. So we we just don't know, you know what I mean? Like that's the thing, right? It's like a lot of people attack reason, and I I I agree with attacks of reason. I like that reason exists personally. I I do. I do. Too, I, yeah. I, I I'm glad Reason Magazine exists because it's an onboarding, right? It's a good. Like, a lot of people read Reason. Yeah, like uh, you can't. Sometimes those, you know, sometimes the imp what you would regard as like the imperfect uh th- places. And look, Reason to me is at their best when they are doing what. Which is promoting like technology and stuff yes. that like helps people's lives and freedom. I think Reason is probably one of the best organizations at doing that. Personally, I, I want to give them credit there. Yeah, um, Reason does other good stuff. I mean, the the Vote Conspiracy is a great legal blog, and that's that's under the Reason umbrella. Um, yeah, and then you have uh, I think Reason does doesn't don't they do the Soho Forum debates, which are also really good. Yeah, um, yep. Reason has great coverage of police misconduct. You can always yes. rely on reason to cover police misconduct in a in a good way, and especially local government misconduct when like when they take somebody's house or whatever in an un- yep. unjust manner. I'm in the domain. Yeah. Yep. All that stuff they they yep. cover stuff really really well, and then you know you have like the COVID times when half of the staff there lost their mind. Um, yeah. <laughs> they have a lot of they have some stuff that's bad. They have a lot of milk toast stuff, but yes. I think some of that is really good because that's an onboarding for normies, right? Yes, that's a really I agree. good way to onboard normies. So, you know, uh, the thing that got me into libertarianism was a a guy with a local radio show. This is the thing that I think. uh, And and again, that's not really relevant to today. Right. Because that was still when people listen to radio. But the 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 thing that got me into libertarianism was a guy on a local radio station calling himself a civil libertarian. He's a Republican. Right. But he called himself a civil libertarian and he had positions, especially at the time that. Um, there were some local government issues going on that I felt pretty strongly about, and um, and and he was on top of them, and he was talking about them, and I agreed with him on them, and that's where my exposure to libertarianism came from. It's it's from the personality, right? From from the guy yeah. with the show, um, or the guy who you know, he had a radio show, but it could mm-hmm. easily be a YouTube channel or something like that. Um, I don't know yeah. how much an organization like the party does, but media certainly does a lot. And you were talking about reason. Yeah. Um, yeah, that stuff's really, really, really good. Yep. Yeah. I just don't, I, I just don't know how, uh, <laughs> at this point, I don't mind it burning down. It, it's one of those things that it's, it's maybe something better comes out of it. Maybe not. Who knows? Again, I think I would love if the, L, I, I said, I'm just reiterating, but I would the LP was just a promotion account. Just yep. promote things. Whether they're like, you know, uh, whether you're highlighting, you know, uh, evil state policies or you're saying, oh, look at this cool new piece of technology that makes people's lives better uh, that we can thank because the government did not interfere with its existence or did not fear into enough with its existence to yes. like destroy it. Um, things like that. Uh, I, I think that would be immensely. And, and of course, like, you know, anti-war stuff um, that that's kind of falls under the umbrella of like, you know, bad legal or uh, bad yes. state policies. Yeah. Um, just if they just did that, I'd be completely fine. I'd be happy. And just uh, like that, it's, it's no not. <laughs> even if they ran no candidates, yeah. Just talk about it. 
Honestly, yeah. if they were just a if they were a national party with no candidates and all they served basically was as a donation funnel to local affiliates. Yeah, if they and, were the LC, and, if they were the ACLU, I would like them more. Yeah, <laughs> right, honest. right. If they were like, you know. Yeah, yeah, and and having people run in local elections, I think, is more effective anyway. If, if you if you yeah. if you wanted to do it that way, that would be superior in my view. But regardless, yeah. uh, just like that, I, I think they're, and that's not to say to I, I I agree with you, but it's also not to say that you can't have some bulldog messaging in there. You, it's not to say you can't post an officer oh, down yeah. star when somebody shoots a cop 100%. who's trying to break into their house. It's not saying you can't do. Yeah. You can absolutely have some bulldog radical messaging that makes people yeah. angry. And you should, because if you are being radically libertarian, there is a portion of the population who is going to be very angry with you, and you should capitalize on that. But the people aren't people who think trans people are fine. That's not the people you want to be pissing off. Right. It's just wrong, bad targets. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, you can be absolutely radical in your messaging, and you should be, just as you said, right? The officer down memes or something like that. Uh, just like uh, because libertarianism is a radical message, right? It is like a radical departure from like uh, what we have now. So you know you should never like water down your message. But right. You can, not, you can simultaneously not water down your message and not hit innocent bystanders. Yes, uh, exactly. At the same time, <laughs> uh, you, you can uh. do both. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think part of it, though, too, is the thin versus thick libertarianism thing is is ultimately was never resolved. Mm-hmm. And so that that oh. that that has always been a, a tug of war that's it, it invaded libertarian um, politics and has never, ever, ever, ever gone away. Yeah. Yep. Which is which is ultimately, I think, is the core problem with, again, trying to find allies and people who hate you is that thick versus thin yeah. libertarianism thing. Then we should actually do an episode on thick versus thin and like define how we define it, because I think that would actually we be really good. should. Um, we really should, because yeah. that's I see that as a core problem that has mm-hmm. bedeviled the libertarian uh, political sort of side of things forever. And um, at this point has led to its destruction. Actually, let, let's. I, I want to give like a brief description of how I understand thin and thick versus libertarian, so people are lost who have never heard the term. Uh, thin libertarianism is. Uh, I view thin versus thick as a promotional uh, disagreement uh, more than anything, personally. But uh, I yes. will uh, describe it another way too. Um, thin libertarianism is essentially just the non-aggression principle, and that's it. Yeah. If you're, um, if you're so far, a... the non-aggression principle. The, the, yeah, yeah. If you're a NAP adherent, our conclusions will probably be the same um, on yes. on most things, and that's that's yeah. thin libertarianism. As we agree on, yeah. we agree on this one principle that informs these other opinions. And if we disagree on stuff, it's probably not a political question at all. It's probably not a question right. that 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 really the libertarian party should be concerned with at all. Yeah, um, thick libertarianism is essentially uh, it's it's the NAP plus uh, some other goodies, right? Um, so, uh, I, I, an example of thick libertarianism would be like that you have the non-aggression and self-ownership, but also thick libertarians are concerned with things that they see as like, uh, conducive to a libertarian society, uh, conducive to individual rights and things like that, that would more support individual rights or things like that. So an example of a thick libertarian, uh, uh, might be someone like um, on the left, like the, a more left libertarian who is still fully consistent with the nap, right? Let's say um, 
uh, Roderick Long or something who I really right, like. Right, right. Um, he would be like, he, he's, you know, uh, c- concerned with like, you know, um, more like leftist social causes, uh, but none that contradict the nap. So, you know, that's fine. And on the right, you would have like Hans Hermann Hoppe, who is a thick libertarian, um, who still supports the nap, but also is, is in, wants a more right wing culture that would, in his view, support a libertarian social order. Yes. So that's kind of how I view the uh, the like the thin versus thick, and that's uh, actually a good example. Hop is a great example because he also carries around the uh, the the covenant community thing and all this other stuff that that uh-huh. that he adds to it in order to make it in his mind more functional. Um, and that's that's sort of the yeah, that's a good description of it. Yeah. Um, and so that that difference was never really settled in in libertarian circles that was never really settled as is the lp thick or thin libertarian that was never settled ever and because of that i believe because they didn't say thin i believe they have constantly chased the validation of the left and the right in a way Mm -hmm. that has has led us to here um yeah yeah yeah, I, I think that's what I think that is ultimately what has been the problem with the LP. Um, it, it, there, there are other issues, right? But I think the biggest problem with the LP has been they didn't say we are a thin libertarian organization. Just off mm-hmm. the just off the rip, that's what we are. And right. because of that, they've been playing thick libertarian games. That ultimately, there was never ever ever a route to success from. Ever. Yes. Yep. And people still argue. They're like, though the fusionism of the 90s worked. No, it fucking didn't. <laughs> no. No, it didn't. <laughs> Reagan, uh, in, in, people argued in the 1980s. Fucking, fucking the, the, the right, the, uh, well, what's the term for that, uh, for that movement? The, um, shit. Paleos? No, the, yes, yeah, the paleo strategy. The paleo strategy. Oh, that worked. That worked great. <laughs> Did it? <laughs> Because I'm pretty uh, sure the I, Reagan administration was more interested in making the Christians happy than you. Right. I again, the libertarians. Every time they have tried to appease a certain, like the left or the right, they have been backstabbed politically every time. Like <laughs> Rothbard was ran out of national. Re- yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I- how do you fucking think these people are an out? That's that is that is an excellent point. Rothbard was fucking ran out of National Review. Yeah, exactly. You muted. Oh no, yeah, no, I, I was taking a drink. Sorry, yeah, oh, but no, I, I'm sorry. I was just no, you're fine. I was just, but it was uh, yeah. It, it's just like yeah. I I don't. I again, Conkin was right. Uh, more people should read Conkin. Uh, he he called this years ago, uh, yep. and uh, yeah, that's here that, we are. That, that's pretty. I think I yeah, here we are. Uh, we get to watch the LP burn down again. I should have put a, a, a funeral dirge on the soundboard for the LP. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just I, again, if it's gone, it's gone, and that's okay. Yeah. I think it's all right. Yeah, that, yeah. Anything else you wanted to say about that? Uh, no, I think I've said my piece on this. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, let's get to, uh, was there anything else you wanted to bring up in general? Uh, no, I think we covered everything. 
Okay, excellent. Everything. Everything in the world we've talked about now. Um, yep, every single thing. <laughs> and, and you know we did because I said the word, I said the word everything, so that includes all of it. So yes. that's how you know. Exactly. Uh, we, we talked about everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, man. Let's get the plugs then. All right. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Ace underscore Arcist. Uh, my Substack is acearchist.substack.com. And on Blue Sky, it's acearchist.bluesky.social. All right, and I am Pacing Joska, uh, J-O-U-S-K-A on Twitter, and Pacing Joska on dot blue sky dot social. Um, I also want to say uh, Weekly Liberty, or I'm sorry, li- Jesus Christ, LibertyWeekly.club is where you can get the, uh, the uh, newsletter by Patrick McFarlane that we shamelessly stole from today. Um, he's a great guy, he's been on the show before, uh, and he's very smart and very anti-Orthodox, and you should definitely read his stuff. Um, okay, I think that's it. All right. Have a good one, guys. Thanks so much, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of The End Times Continue. For links and other information, come see us at TETC.show.